Steven, let me ask you a, a question mm. in the form of me just saying words at you. Perfect. So, my uh, my wife had commented to me the other day that I uh, she feels like, and, and she's not in here when we're recording, obviously. Mm-hmm. I, I won't let her. Okay. Um, I just line the hallways with uh, spiders and snakes in front of my my office here, <laughs> just to make sure she she stays away. <laughs> They're all like gummy, but oh, still, okay, cool, cool. you know, it's, it's kind of gross. Um, I love them. Anyway, she has commented to me that what she hears is just like me constantly talking from this room. She can't necessarily understand mm. what I'm saying, but it's either me <laughs> talking, cackling, or just howling with laughter. Oh, but she feels like it. I it's it's always me talking and you never get to speak. Where I thought it was like about 50-50. I thought it was like 50-50, so, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, I was okay, I was in the little speaking. So, like <laughs> if you could like if you could somehow come to my rescue with this because uh uh-huh. it, 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 is is that not in in fact true? Like do you feel like there's a 50-50 split when it's the two of us or is it is it is it mostly me i feel like because like what i from what i'm gathering Mm -hmm. is that i i don't want it to be like unbalanced because i feel like you are better at speaking than than i am i should really just be like color commentary that's why you start to say that because okay so steven please so i'm trying to make a point i'm i'm rounding base to get there okay okay? Okay. my foot just left home plate i'm running to first you just started please please take a seat so, what I'm trying to say is that you start the show officially with the, we're doing it, you know. That one doesn't count, obviously. You know, it only counts when you say mm-hmm. it. But uh, you start the show, you uh, give the plugs at the end by saying, you know, comments down below. Obviously, audio format, there's nothing below. It's just, you know, mm. it's just, you know, I guess in the show notes is, is what you mean. Do you think this is a YouTube show? <laughs> <laughs> I've been recording this for a while. Okay. It's not on YouTube. <laughs> uh, it's just it's just your half of the the audio mm-hmm. or, and video that gets posted. It's a yeah, it's like a YouTube knockoff in Thailand. Oh, okay. Um, it's only available there, but we're we're pretty popular. Okay. So okay, I mean that works. If you're there, listen to us on the YouTube in Thailand. Mm-hmm. Solid. <laughs> you Thai? <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> But yes, what do you? What are your thoughts on, on this? Am I allowed to? Did you? Did you get to home? Uh, I'm. Uh, I. I would like to uh, see the rest of my time to uh, Stephen oh, Fisher. Excellent. Um, well, I Just feel. He's ready, go right ahead. If uh, oh okay, so I feel um, it's pretty. If uh, if you imagine our podcast is a butt. Oh, I'm one cheek. How can I not? You're one cheek. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Together we are the butt. You know, and this show mm-hmm. is. The whole, I guess. I don't know. That's um, <laughs> how we get there. And I feel the audio like audio extrudes from the bee hole. Is that what yeah, you're saying? Uh-huh. If you were to um, remove a butt cheek, is it even a butt mm-hmm. anymore? I mean, not to say anything for people that lost a butt cheek, like in an accident. Uh, you still have a butt, and all or a war. If you lost, a, if you lost a cheek in the war, or we apologize. You know? Forrest Gump, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. here, American hero. Um, but yeah, I feel like, you know, you need both parts and I feel like we, we both do really well. I don't feel like one butt cheek is bigger than the other one and is taking mm. up more seat or you need an extra seat because of that. And like, it's just bursting at the seams, except for our show goes on too long sometimes. And that's both of us, you know, yeah. it's just, I don't know. I feel like, uh, I feel like we both have a 50, 50 split in that crack. You know what I'm saying? 
I don't get it. I don't. I feel like there's something you want me to pick up there. Well, but. you can if you if you have the strength, you could pick something up. Oh, okay. Now I'm getting it. Yeah. Yeah. Pick up that roll of quarters, lady. That's right. <laughs> you got to have some real good muscles, though. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we Hell do. Yeah. I feel like it's pretty uh, pretty even myself. So. Even Steven. You heard it here first. There you go. My wife. It's in my name. Mm-hmm. That's why um, your wife, Sam <laughs> J. Smith Jackson. Oh. Okay. Different different Samuel Jackson, but that's why you married her, because of the name. Mm-hmm. Um, and you wouldn't let her take yours, which isn't kind. But uh, also, it's amazing because you know, you're married to Sam Jackson. But mm-hmm. I feel like maybe she's mistaken. I feel like she's not really paying attention. Mm-hmm. She's probably watching Friends right now, I believe. Uh, this sounds right to me. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, at all times, I just imagine her on the couch watching Friends. So, you yeah. know, maybe uh, maybe she's not really paying attention to the awesomeness that is here and uh, the one-sided, uh, you know, the double-sidedness of our hmm. show. That's right. We are the double-sided dildo of podcasting. Man, I think is that- that's fair to say. If that doesn't sum us up, that nothing sums us up. And I think on that note, we are doing it. I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff. The double-sided dildo of the podcast world. That's true. <sighs> Man, that's a better, maybe a better analogy than the butt cheeks. But uh, either way, I, yeah, it's working. We might need to add that to the, the cover art. You know, a blurb <laughs> from our own show. A blur, maybe. I don't know if it'll be allowed. Mm-hmm. Again, got to sell us at Walmart, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, you know what? This is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. They always put our edited version of our podcast Ugh. up. It takes so many hours to edit together. On, but it's not us, so fuck it. On Voodoo? Isn't that, didn't Walmart own Voodoo now? I think so, yeah. yeah we're the on concept Voodoo. of Voodoo? Yeah, the concept of Voodoo. <laughs> <laughs> They've got so much money, they're going in. It's like, it's like the Nazis. They were just trying everything. They were like going for like occult stuff and Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just like whatever they can grab. Yeah, exactly. They just want that market yeah. share. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to die. Walmart's going to come kill us now. Mm-hmm. Well, um, you and I today are just kind of winging it, just making shit up as we go. And uh, we're yep. just doing a little pop culture catch up. But it kind of happened that you and I watched a few things, you know, together in the last week or two. Uh, it kind of worked out. So we'll we'll get into like sort of some informal mini topics that we, uh, we set up uh, and then some other little stuff out there. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that should be fun. But uh, before we get into... The show. Uh, do we have any announcements or acknowledgments? We do. We're pregnant. Oh. Uh, we've been waiting. Yeah. We've been waiting for so long. We were going to do one of those gender reveals. We, but... we were going to wait till we were crowning, <laughs> and here it is. And then we were going to do our first live stream. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're now on Twitch. Audi- audio only, though. I, you know, it's just, oh, you know. wow. Can you imagine? Let's not get out of hand. That'd be fun no, for just... doing an episode. We could do a fake birth just through our our mouths. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was a I tried to get a, a twofer in there. It's a twins. Twofer. <gasps> oh my god. Yeah, they shot out like ping pong balls. <laughs> um yeah, so a uh, couple of uh well, a couple? I guess maybe. I guess we can announce um uh the next episode just get oh, that. Yeah out of the way mm-hmm. um but also uh, uh we had mentioned a couple of episodes ago that steven and i were on the terror table and uh, we recorded with mitch oliver over there and we discussed chronicle and um of narnia 
Uh, no, what was the, the other movie? Uh, Brightburn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we discussed both those movies, and that episode is actually out today. So once you're hearing this episode, the episode uh, with both Stephen and I should be available on the Terror Table feed. It's uh, episode 209 slash 207, just based on their crazy numbering. So, you know, somewhere in that range. Um, it's just going to kill uh, you. Well, that's okay. He's in, he's in Canada. Oh, he can't you know? get to you. Yeah, well, yeah, like, it, there's no point in traveling all the way to Oklahoma. He might kill you, though, you know, see the sights of Texas. <laughs> like Andy. Murder you and then, then go back, yeah. Andy was actually coming to kill you, too. Did you know that? But then he decided, uh, I don't want to go to Oklahoma. Like, generally speaking, I imagine most people are here to kill me. So, oh, okay. But yeah. then they realize, so I, fly over state. That's how you keep safe. Mm-hmm, that's right. That's the way to do it, man. I'm, I'm not safeguarding myself at all. Like, I've actually taken the, the doors off of my wow. home. So people can just simply just walk in and I sleep, I sleep chained to a bed with just like legs akimbo, arms akimbo. Wait. So you can just like walk in. So I've got a, a selection of spears and saws oh God. pinned to the wall. It's just like, just come at me. I don't care. Nobody's, nobody's done it yet. So and this isn't a sexual thing though. Oh, heavens no. But you know, if you see something bejeweled, Around my my butt region. That's just that's uh that's for safety. It's my nighttime that's my life fart alert. keeper. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gotta I gotta know. I gotta I gotta track. I gotta fart tracker. When you when you pass by, it clicks. It says we got one yeah. one fart. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So uh, be sure to check out that episode, and uh, I'll be honest with you, it might be the greatest audio that we've ever recorded. Oh, it was uh, so much fun. We had a blast recording yeah. that. So certainly check out uh, that incredible episode after this dud of an episode oh, yeah. of Let's Talk About Stuff. And then, uh, yeah, um, so that's that. Um, perfect segue. And, yeah, perfect segue. Uh, yeah, I was trying to make a note real quick as I was speaking. That never works out. But I do it anyway. I can't stop. Won't stop. So, uh, but yeah, we're, we're planning to have Mitch on soon as well because yeah. um, he's uh, good people and uh, super fun. Uh, however, that won't be the next episode. The next episode of Let's Talk About Stuff, we're going to do another fantasy draft, but this time we're going to do a villain's fantasy draft. This goes back to the original fantasy draft we did where we picked pop culture characters from, well, I'll say pop culture, mm-hmm. and uh, all of our characters were either good or like lawful neutral or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, Bruce the Shark, you know, he's just trying to he's be a shark. He's being a shark? You can call him the villain, but he's just like, he's just being a shark, Yeah. You know? He gets hunger pangs just like the rest of us, you know? Exactly. And he's just going for some snacks. Mm-hmm. Kids happen to be tasty. They eat a lot of candy. I assume they're very sweet for a mm-hmm. shark. You know, he's got a sweet yeah. tooth. Yeah. Gonna, I mean, we can ask Army Hammer. He probably knows, but uh, about the flavors of people. But <laughs> anyway, um, alleged. <laughs> alleged. So. Uh, so weird. So, so anyway, yeah. We're going to do a villain's fantasy draft. And, I call uh, Army Hammer. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no, no, Damn. no. That's not how it works. Mm-hmm. We it's all secret. Yeah. That's what's fun about it. And mm-hmm. then we can steal from each other. Yeah. yeah, it'll be fun. This will be interesting because I was trying to think about it a little bit earlier this week, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna save it mm. for the week of and leading up to. And it's just like that rush of panic. Like, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that's the best. <laughs> Who am I gonna pick? <laughs> I should have done this way earlier. Um. But yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. 
I'm looking yeah. forward to that one. Um, I also like to think about it for a week and panic. And then uh, on mm-hmm. Saturday before we record on Sundays, I'm like, I should really write this stuff down. Yeah. And then I, mm-hmm. I find that it flows really well at the end there. And then I mm-hmm. have a tough time choosing and narrowing it down. So, you know, it kind of happens yeah. that way. But uh, I'm looking forward to this again. I really like the variety of our show right now. We're trying to, you know, bring some old stuff back and uh, keep up with some of these fantasy drafts, which are really fun for, for us to do. So hopefully people like mm-hmm. listening to them, too. Yeah, probably not. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, really the, the two things oh, I, excellent. I had to say. All right. So... Uh, should we slide up in this pop culture? Let's do it, man. Um, you said that you didn't have a whole lot to to say before our four kind of mini topics. Um, did mm-hmm. you want to start us off? You want me to go ahead and kick us off on the highway down to the super information zone? <laughs> <laughs> I can see the panic in your eyes. And you're like, well, I got to keep going. Listen, I don't know what's <laughs> happening this episode. Stuff's coming out of my mouth. I'm just rolling with it, okay? <laughs> Uh, why don't you kick things off and, uh, yeah, then we can ramp into, uh, to other stuff and tag okay. team on some, some things. That sounds good. Well, uh, I had suggested a, a little segment to you recently. I'm not sure how well this will play out. I'm not even sure how much I liked doing it on here, but I figured to keep some of our reviews shorter for just things that we wanted to mention, but not talk about a whole lot. I thought a, a different format would be kind of fun. So I wrote a couple of these, mm-hmm. uh, my idea had been, Basically, one word, one phrase, and then one question about a movie. So my idea was, like, you'd okay. say what the movie was. You could say, like, when it was released. Um, some, some like, brief synopsis or whatever. But your review is kind of limited to, like, one word about it, one phrase about it. And then for a review that I'm giving, Brent would ask me a question, and then I would get to answer it. And it can be, like, whatever mm-hmm. about that movie. Uh, so uh, I'm going to start off with one because uh, it wasn't that great, but it'd be fun to kind of talk about. So uh, my awkward sexual adventure or it's called An Awkward Sexual Adventure, came out in 2012. It's a Canadian sex comedy. It's available on Amazon Prime. And, uh, of course, okay. I watched it just because of that. I was just, like, checking it out and stuff. But um, uh, it was... Uh, let me get back to my list. It was um, just something I, I found on, on Amazon and ended up watching a little bit more. So um, my one word for this is awkward. Uh, okay. Easy enough. One phrase... Not great, but better than expected due to the charming Emily Hampshire of Schitt's Creek fame. I don't know if you know who she is. I think so. Yeah, she's like the daughter. She's not the daughter. She's like in Schitt's Creek. She's the... um, uh, Then I do not. She's Stevie. She owns the... Or like manages the motel that they stay at. Um, But you should... Yeah, you'd you'd like her. Uh, So she's really good. Um, I actually threw a rating on some of these two. Rating, I'd say four out of ten. Oh, okay. okay. Um, and uh, one question from you. Why does it have multiple titles? Oh, I think uh, it was released as My Awkward Sexual Adventure and then changed to Anne. I think because it it uh, was better for the uh, Yugoslavian market. Oh, classic. And yeah. they don't have a... a um, they have a word for my, you know, like in, in their language Yugoslavic and yeah, of course we all know it. and I don't I don't know that it really translated that well and they thought let's just put Anne in there and that's better and then it it, it came back to the states mm-hmm. via Australia and when it got retaken out of that context and put into English again they changed it to Anne well an important distinction yep. 
from Stephen Fisher. So I think that went pretty well. Mm-hmm. I think so. It didn't. But all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I know I already asked my question a bit. What, what, mm. When did this movie come out? I 2012. Don't know why I mm-hmm. 2012. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the same year as Avengers. Okay. Mm, yeah. Same quality. Same quality. Same quality. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the Canadian way. Mitch can attest yeah, to that Hulk, as well. The Hulk is in it as well? Uh, mm, there are... Can, can you say, because it takes place in Canada, mm-hmm. that it's potential that like the, the the aliens are hitting New York during this Oh, wow. That really... That and that, really and it's just things. like... They, <laughs> huh. There's just like other huh. things going on in the world. Yeah, because this guy... Yeah, because it's like an awkward accountant trying to like have a sexual awakening while there's an alien invasion in new york city i feel like that's probably pretty accurate and it actually kind of really makes the movie it's like a spinoff it's part of the mcu and that really changes things for me i would say mostly because of emily hampshire hampshire okay whatever yeah yeah perfect yeah all right all right well what else you got do you mean do it again i got another one (laughs) this one might be you got another one right Okay. This is a book that oh, I know. God. No pictures. Never mind. Brian. Never mind. All right. Uh, fo- uh, follow us in the show notes below. Uh. <laughs> uh, it's called The Passion Economy by Adam Davidson. Adam Davidson is a podcaster. He started Planet Money from NPR. I don't know if you ever listened to that. It's pretty good. Um, and the book is kind of like that as well. The book is like um, collections of stories from different people that followed their passion and how to like make that in the new new world and stuff where it's like Amazon has taken over. <clears throat> you really can't compete at like a manufacturing that's all gone to China and stuff. So like, what do we do? And it's like using your passion. It's, so it's pretty cool. Um, so I would say one word, inspiring. One okay. phrase, uh, stories of real people following their passions to bring a more, bring themselves a more fulfilling life in today's economy, right? Uh, okay. Writing eight out of 10. And one question from you. Why did you read a book? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, is this something that you had been wanting to read for a while? Like, how did you come across this, I suppose? I had followed Planet Money, the podcast, for a while. And I'm not even sure he might have been off the podcast after that point. He was really early days of, like, Kevin Smith doing podcasting. They were starting that. Um, Oh, okay. And now he makes kind of a living that way. But I had heard about him through that, and I started following him on Twitter, Adam Davidson, because uh, he had really good – he's like a journalist and stuff. He had like really good viewpoints on the economy and politics and stuff today. And then he was like, hey, I wrote this book called The Passion Economy, which sounded really cool. And so I checked it out, and uh, it was neat. I thought like – I know you don't read a lot of books, uh, and by many, I mean any, but, um, thank you. You can just drop that M <laughs> right, right off that right. bitch. Yeah. But it's, yeah. it was cool. Cause it's like, if you wanted to make your living, you know, drawing or whatever, like, uh, mm-hmm. our good friend, uh, David Letterer, who is uh, a letterer. <laughs> letterer? Letterer. Yeah. Our, our friend David Letterer is a letterer. sexual. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, David Hopkins, you know, went and followed his passion or whatever. And, uh, mm-hmm. Austin is trying to, you know, is, is like a writer and stuff and he's doing like comics, whatever. And, bunch of our friends are kind of doing this stuff and it's like how do you how do you actually make a living that way so it was kind of cool i was i was kind of looking forward to that and it's just a bunch of stories about people doing that so it was neat okay Um, interesting yeah and it was kind of like a almost i I maybe want to listen to he's a a podcast as well called the passion economy so maybe want to listen to that because it was basically just like a bunch of stories of people that would have been great podcast form as well 
but it was it was fun mm-hmm. to read. So maybe if you were to follow that at all, podcasting, you know, he does that. It'd be an easier way to follow. So and okay. you don't have to read yeah, any better. letters. Exactly. My God, disgusting. Yuck. <laughs> um, Except do you for think penthouse Mel letters. Gibbs- do you oh yeah that's true uh yeah i can jack off to some text that's that's fine uh, do you think mel gibson is going to direct a film adaptation of this book the passion economy it's but yeah. it's gonna it's gonna start like jesus uh-huh just be like working in an office with this scraggly ass beard jesus is back uh yeah. yeah i think it's a possibility it's have you ever heard they were gonna do they had like an idea for a sequel to gladiator <clears throat> where it was gonna take place in modern times and I forget Russell Crowe's character. I forget his name right now. Maximus or whatever was going to be like a general and like a bunch of wars. Now, this was like a real potential sequel to Gladiator. And uh, hmm. it was going to be like, let's just go 2000 years in the future. And he's like in the military now in the like modern U.S. Totally just mm-hmm. off the walls. So I feel like Mel Gibson is off the walls enough that he could make that re- kind of a reality and be like, I'm bringing Jesus back as a 1984 businessman in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Could be interesting. Yeah. Okay. Down to try. All right. I'll wait for the the movie. Sounds sounds like it'll be pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Mel Gibson can never steer you wrong, right? I think we can all say. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> if you're just watching Lethal Weapon, maybe. Okay. You just stick to that. Yeah. And that and Braveheart. Those are the ones I need. Oh. Yeah. I think still. Hmm. The rest of them. Interesting. They can go. Not, you, you wouldn't watch what is it what a woman wants or whatever <laughs> what, what, what women want or what yeah, women yeah, want? yeah. yeah. oh yeah. yeah well okay three then i got three in there what this woman want <laughs> did you ever see that movie uh a long time yeah. ago long it's time pretty ago. cheesy i'm sure it does not hold up well at I all i feel like we tried uh man and i tried to watch that like a few years ago and it didn't. It really didn't. Uh, but Helen Hunt is a delight in everything, and she's the this is true, yeah. the the female like new boss, but also like the the love interest, or whatever. But she's mm. she's great at it. And other than that, yeah, pretty pretty train wreck bad. I feel. But leave mm-hmm. in the past, you know. It's like, oh yeah, there was yeah. that Mel Gibson movie. That's right. And then just yeah. move on with your life. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds just roll forward. Yeah. Don't even think about it. <laughs> Probably. You know? Um, all right. Do you have, uh, other ones that you wanted to mention? I, well, I do have a few more to talk about, but I feel like now it's, it is one-sided. I feel like I've been, I've been hogging the airtime. So, uh, tell you what, why don't you do one more Okay. and then I'll talk for a long time and then we can tag team on some stuff. That sounds great, man. What, Perfect. Well, uh, I also watched another 2012 movie. I'm not going to do one of those same reviews though, cause I need to talk about this one a little bit more. Um, so okay. I watched a 2012 movie called the watch. Uh, it used to the be called Watch. Neighborhood Watch. It stars oh, Ben Stiller. With Ed. Ben Stiller, yeah. And Vince Vaughn and um, Jonah Hill. And I don't know how to say this guy's name. I wondered if you Richard Ayode. You probably know him. He's from, um, he's like. The a, IT crowd. Yeah, or yeah, he's from uh, like mm-hmm. a bunch of, I think that and like, he's like a British comedian or whatever. He's super funny, fucking funny. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know why I watched this movie. Have you ever seen it before? <laughs> As soon as you said you watched The Watch, I was like, what? what? Steven watched The Watch? Uh, I remember when it was coming out, the marketing for it like changed yes. wildly. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let you it was weird. move forward with it. Yeah. So yeah, The Watch was going to be called Neighborhood Watch. It's like aliens come to a neighborhood and the Neighborhood mm-hmm. Watch, who's consists of these like kind of inept men, you know, try to go up against this alien force or whatever. 
but it was called Neighborhood Watch, and then the uh, Trayvon Martin, and I can't remember the, the asshole's name that killed him. Um, thing happened. That's fine. Yeah, right. Yeah. Who cares? But he, that happened, and he was like a Neighborhood Watch guy, and fucking just killed this kid over some Skittles and shit, and it was like really horrible, and, they, and like I was looking it up. It was like literally in the middle of the marketing campaign, so it was like in the yeah. fall they were doing neighborhood watch and then it happened like in November or something. And then like when they started up in December again, they just started calling it the watch and never acknowledged it and just kind of moved on or whatever. But, um, I watched it because I, if you, if you just have that idea, it's like these guys are a neighborhood watch and their neighborhood specifically gets attacked by aliens. And then whatever I was like, Oh, this is like the block or attack the block. This is uh, like and I knew it wouldn't be that movie, but I was like, I like that concept. I wonder what these guys would have done with it, because I realized besides Jonah Hill, who I think was still kind of up and coming in 2012 or in the middle of that, <clears throat> like Vince Vaughn. This is like really on the tail end of anything. You know, he I think like Wedding Crashers was like 2005 and like mm-hmm. old school was like 2003. Like this is 2012. This is like when Vince Vaughn's kind of like, what does anybody care anymore? Kind of thing on his movies. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> ben Stiller is like always i've always like ben stiller but he also like i wasn't like excited to see this because of him or whatever right so i was like who who is this movie for i want to watch it because the concept or whatever uh it's not good it uh but it's so interesting because there's like a part where there's like a an orgy and (laughs) okay and and like a neighborhood house or whatever and they go in and they're like panning to all these different people doing all kinds of different sex acts and then there's three guys, and it's the Lonely Island guys. It's like Andy Samberg is the way I noticed first. And then yeah. um, I can't remember all their names, but like Akiva Schaefer and... Uh, Yorma. Yeah, and Yorma. Uh, mm-hmm. We're all there, and they, they have like this really funny moment where they're like jerking off in a circle, and they're like, switch, and they all move their hands over to like the left, and they start jerking <laughs> off the other guy. And it was really fucking funny, and I was like, how do these guys get involved? Like, maybe Jonah Hill knew them or whatever, or they'd like, I don't know. Um, and it turns out it is a, an Akiva Schaefer film. And I didn't know that. Really? Uh, I had no idea that he was <clears throat> like making this type of movie then. And so I was like, what a weird thing. This like wasn't a part of my radar this whole time. And then it was co-written by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. And I was like, really? this movie should be totally great for me. Uh, yeah. there's a lot of people involved that I, I at least used to like, or Jonah Hill, I still really liked and I liked him at this time. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the Lonely Island guys and Evan Sandberg and uh, Sandberg, Evan Goldberg and Seth Rogen. Um, and I was like, man, this is so interesting. And uh, it's just really like as mediocre as I possibly would have imagined it to be. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just not a lot great going on for it. Mm-hmm. And there are so many movies otherwise that it made me think of that I liked so much more, like Attack the Block and maybe some other ones I don't want to spoil or whatever. But like uh, I think like The World's End um, with Simon Pegg and stuff and almost just like kind of like sure. that. And mm. I was like, oh, those are so much better. I'd rather watch those. But then it had like little moments that were pretty funny, like that jacking off scene. It was really funny. I would have never known the Lonely Island did that nearly a decade ago. And there you go. And uh, so, yeah, I wouldn't really rush out to, to find it streaming or whatever. If you happen upon it on TNT one night, you know, maybe keep it on. Just check it out. Yeah. But uh, it was just really weird. I, I like kind of seeing huge movies with tons of people involved that I'm like, what happened? that this is like it's not horrible it's not bad it's just yeah really run-of-the-mill mediocre and uh mm-hmm. it's just like man really you know so much talent involved but then this can happen or whatever uh plus not only did it change from neighborhood watch to the watch jonah hill's character i've never seen him like this before he is a, a straight up 
like right like alt right psychopath in this he carries around like a butterfly knife that he's always like flipping around and stuff and he's like i can't wait to like kill robbers and shit and they're like well we're not really we're just gonna give him to the police and all that stuff and it's like he he now looking back it's like one of those movies you look back and you're like oh my god this guy really existed it's fucking terrifying it's not funny yeah but he did it you see years ago and it just did not age well so there's just so much to it that it was just like watching it now is like really bizarre um yeah but yeah an interesting experiment nonetheless <laughs> do you think the end of the movie was like good like was the resolution okay it's okay or? yeah in the hands of yeah. a better i don't know that's the thing it's like there's so many people involved it, it could have been better um i don't mm-hmm. the story-wise i was i was cool with it without spoiling mm-hmm. and stuff but um but yeah just how it was made overall just kind of at that point i was just so bored i was like okay i yeah. guess that's how it's ending that's cool move on <laughs> costco is a huge part of it it's all about ben stiller like manages a costco and that's where the aliens like kind of land at first or something like that and mm. it's like oh um costco is one of my favorite things to see on screen i guess like and they're there a lot so there's just like a really weird misses it's like if it didn't involve that maybe it would have been better i don't know but then mm. you know th- that's the the choice they made so is there a cameo with seth rogan i don't think he cameos um it's basically like they took the script to a, f- a spec script that was written about, you know, this type of neighborhood watch alien invasion movie. And then they were like brought in to like punch it up to make it adult. So it's like, mm-hmm. I don't think they're in it, but their jokes are definitely felt in it. And like, and like when Jonah oh, Hill okay. kind of riffs and stuff. And that's the kind of thing like, uh, I'm forgetting names. Vince Vaughn can, you know, ad lib and stuff, but it's like a different cadence. It's a different feeling than like Seth Rogen's stuff. And then mm-hmm. Ben Stiller, I don't feel that at all. Like Ben Stiller seems, in my mind at least, more of like he writes really well and then, you know, can perform that really well. But I don't really see mm-hmm. him like sitting and just riffing with people about buttholes for like 15 minutes. And they're like, yeah. we'll take the best butthole cuts and put that into this as like a funny scene. Like that's not him. Mm-hmm. So it's like a weird thing because some of the st- like there's an orgy in this. And it's like full on sex in this room or whatever. It's like very weird. And it's like, oh, that's very Seth Rogen, but it's very not Ben Stiller. And so it's like a yeah. weird dichotomy when you hear these like filthy lines and stuff. They're like joking about it or whatever um, that like really are like off putting almost because it's like it doesn't fit the context of this movie. So I don't yeah. think he I don't think they uh, cameoed it, but uh, definitely felt his his voice in there in a weird way. So I thought maybe he showed up as Paul at the end of oh, the movie or something. Man, that would have been great. Mm-hmm. That would have been like, all right, right, a sequel to Paul. I'm a little more OK with this. Yeah, Paul was really fun. And that came out like the year before this or something like that. I think it was like Paul was like 2011 or something. Really? Okay. Yeah. I couldn't quite track where it, uh, Paul yeah. fell in the uh, time. 2011. So that was, yeah, right before this one came out. Well, it so, would have been perfect, honestly. And yeah, it could have been like, yeah, a sneaky, sneaky sequel. But mm-hmm. you know, um, it's probably better off for it. Just leave Paul as it is because that's a much better Seth Rogen movie. So, right. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Um, okay. So for me, um, there's a podcast I've come across recently called True Criminals. It's hosted by Eric and Scotty. And uh, just, uh, you know, full disclosure, uh, I know both of them. Mm. Um, I know Eric a little bit better. Uh, he was uh, one of the three uh, groups of friends that I used to hang out with here in, uh, in Tulsa. Um, and then all three of you guys just independently, just like all scattered to Texas. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know what I did. Uh, but again, I'm sorry. I, 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 you know, I know not what I do, but I am paying the price for it. I'm so lonely. It, for, so lonely now. For me, it's because you won't let me not enjoy hating burgers. Hmm. I have to. I have to write down and then later deconstruct that sentence. Um, I'm so you lost with it. You will not not let me, and I just couldn't deal with it. That's okay. This is perplexing. This is. I'm actually getting a nose break right now. <laughs> I need to. This That's is, ketchup this is from the burger you ate earlier, and it's disgusting. And I want you to get it out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, true criminals. It's a true crime podcast, but very much in the vein of talking to actual people about crimes they committed uh, previously in their uh, their lives. And uh, some of it is like petty stuff, you know, stuff you do when you're a dumb kid or a dumb teenager, dumb adult, you know, this kind of general stuff. Um, there are three episodes released as of this recording, and uh, it's, it's just a lot of fun. Um, uh, Eric and Scotty have a great rapport. You can tell they're lifelong friends, and uh, there's a, a lot of fun back and forth there. Um, again, full disclosure, I had recorded an episode recently, so I will be on there here in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> now, Stephen, it's important to note that because of the nature of the show, uh, a lot of the guests are uh, act, or, uh, speaking under pseudonyms. So, um, you know, they have uh, mm -hmm. itchy, watery eyes. Um, their tummy's a little bloated. No, wait, that's Sudafed. Wait, <laughs> hold on. Uh, hold on. Wait. Let me back up. Back up. <laughs> I thought you were describing me for a second. I was very offended. No. <laughs> yeah. My alias is Stephen Fisher. Uh, <laughs> I did jack off that camel. I just imagine <laughs> to completion. To completion. If they did a video podcast, you you like wear a bald cap and like. <laughs> 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 so um but like the uh, the names they use are video game characters or whatever um so for me uh mine is yoshi and you might be like uh if it's anonymous why are you saying all this it's because uh look i'm very much a good boy uh mm. my my crimes are so petty you might as well just call him tom you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. those petties be uh free or the crimes be free falling whatever <laughs> fuck it i'm gonna give up i abandoned that immediately <laughs> Um, get it out of my mouth but uh but also like you know it's it things are revealed at the end of the show i have to plug our podcast and whatnot but mm. um it, it was a lot of fun to talk to them uh i think it's gonna be like episode seven or whatever and i'll plug it again once we we get around that that period Sweet. but uh otherwise it's a fun show it's a new show so if you like true crime this is a, a real like fun one to get into right on, um, the guests they've had on uh, outside of me uh, thus far have been uh, really interesting. So uh, true criminals on uh, all of your favorite podcasting apps. I really want to listen to yours just so I can hear your, your alleged crimes. Because oh, <laughs> Stephen, it, it, they are worse and dumber than you could ever possibly imagine. That's really exciting for me to be like, man, that opened up a whole new look into, you know, the psyche of Brent. Mm -hmm. Let me let me uh, tease this uh -huh. uh, in that, uh, again, this is all stuff that happened when I was, like, young. Like, I think between the ages of, like, 12 and 14. Mm -hmm. So um, w uh, I, I talk about two two crimes. Uh, one of them is has to do with pog theft. Oh. The, the other... <laughs> <laughs> the other is... Uh, how I accidentally accidentally broke into someone's house. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow, that's a tease. I like that. And Steven, 
If you think urine was not involved, <laughs> you're out of your goddamn mind. So I imagined yeah. mm-hmm. had to be. Um, That's right. Wow, man, that really sounds kind of fun. Just, mm-hmm. I mean, like their whole show sounds interesting, and I would like to. I like the concept of that and stuff, where they're they're just talking to kind of normal people because yeah. lots of people have done lots of stupid shit. And uh, but then mm-hmm. specifically, you just. <laughs> I almost I feel like you'd have to like rack your brain, but then there you go, you broke into someone's house. So Well or Yoshi um, did. Sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Mario punched me in the back of the fucking head to eat a goddamn apple. A fucking monster. Piece of shit. Um but they ended up like following us on Instagram, I think, and mm. then I looked into it and I saw who it was. I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. And um so I, I checked out the episode. And I messaged Eric and I was like, hey, I like your podcast, da 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 you know, um, sounds good, like the energy there, mm-hmm. all this stuff. And then he said, hey, do you want to come on the podcast? And obviously, like, my immediate answer anytime someone invites me on a podcast, I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. please. I've got so much to say, none of it valuable, but if, if you'll let me talk on a microphone for a little bit, I'll do yeah, it. Yeah, you will. And then I was like, oh, I don't, I really don't have anything to yeah. say on this, <laughs> like, you know. Like, I don't, yeah, you had to like but search deep in your brain, I imagine. I did, mm-hmm. yeah. And then like I was like, oh yeah, I went I grew up in a very small town in northeast Oklahoma and I'm like that you get bored, so you just start doing like dumb shit. Yeah. Like it just it happens, you know? And uh especially for like young guys, mm-hmm. I feel like you what you do when you're that age does not necessarily reflect who you will become mm-hmm. for the most part. Unless you're like killing animals or whatever, then it's like mm, you gotta mm, keep an eye on you. you yeah, know? for sure. Well, I'm gonna keep my eye on you, Dexter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But in yeah, and like little bitty towns in Oklahoma, like little bitty towns everywhere, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, yeah. There's not a whole lot to do, so you're judging by the people we knew. You're you're hunting, fishing, gigging frogs, the mm-hmm. um, fucking eat your truck, and you go home. That's basically what you got. <laughs> so fucking in your truck like with your your friends you're gigging frogs with yeah what do you think you get the frogs for <laughs> <laughs> it's an aphrodisiac yeah of mm. course everyone Frog knows. legs gross mm. yeah <laughs> mm. but yeah. yeah you might get into some trouble that way you know mm-hmm. I, yeah. yeah i don't yeah that'd be interesting uh i'm thinking about little little brent walking around mm-hmm. Inola and I'm like did he ever jaywalk like what else mm-hmm. were there sidewalks <laughs> <laughs> was there a place to walk a better question yeah <laughs> didn't you say once something about like a skateboard or rollerblades like on gravel or like you had like a small stretch of driveway or something like that like and that was yes. it yeah so and that actually gets brought <laughs> oh, up in really? the episode awesome. I, yeah I, I mentioned having rollerblades and having nowhere to use them um, yeah outside of like man uh like yeah i, I had like a, a dirt road leading up to my home <laughs> yeah and then like gravel beyond that um the only place i would have been able to ride a, a skateboard or uh, uh rollerblades was like this like slab in front of my grandmother's garage mm. so i had maybe like a car length's worth of of like pavement yep. to skate on and boy that. You really take the tour of that <laughs> fast that slab pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if you were like, I want to go skateboarding, then it'd be like, well, we have to go to the city. We'll go to Tulsa yeah. where there was pavement. <laughs> <laughs> 
but I could have gone with that way too because we had like we had like a weird gravelly road. It was mm-hmm. it was like compacted. It wasn't just like loose gravel, but it was like you know you could like feel, like if you tried to I would try to rollerblade on it too, and it would just like be not very much fun. Yeah, uh, and then I would stick to my driveway as well. And then yeah, you really like I remember really watching like the Mighty Ducks and coming home and being like, yeah, I'm gonna fucking skate, blah blah blah, and then. It's like it's not a whole lot of fun when you only have like 15 feet, you know, to go. Yeah. So how am I supposed to work on my knuckle puck? <laughs> I did have one for a while. It was like this street, you know, like real street hockey would be like a ball. Um, the yeah. Way to do that. Right. But they mm-hmm. had one around that time, like the Mighty Dex era that was like a puck and it had three balls like inset into it. So mm-hmm. it would like theoretically would like roll across the ground but it really just would just get locked up and like you know just go wherever which way uh but i would Mm -hmm. try the knuckle puck with that thing but it was like heavier than a regular puck and i'd never actually had a regular puck and i also lived at that time in a different house and it was like a slight incline in our driveway so i would set it up and it would just roll away and i'd get so frustrated because i couldn't hit it and i'd be like i'm just trying to set it on a side for a knuckle puck (laughs) you know you get really into it yeah, and when you can't skate very far, then you're like, I guess I'm not a duck after all. Yeah, this is true. And this, you grew up working at a duck bank, so I don't know what happened just now, but I feel like your your audio is very quiet. Like I can still hear mm. you a bit, but it doesn't look like you had touched anything. But is your audio coming through on your end? It, okay, it's weird. It's looking like oh, there we go. Oh, it came back. Yeah. Even on my waveform, uh, I'll have to go look at it afterwards, but even on my waveform, it was like only the bottom half, you know, there's like the, the line going across everything mm-hmm. and then the waves go on that. It was like just the bottom half was showing anything, which I don't even know how that Strange. works. Strange. Strange. <laughs> yeah. That's like, what's that supposed to even mean? <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think the, the, uh, technology is like, oh, these guys are fucking at it yeah. again. I gotta, I gotta intervene somehow. Talking about, you know, fucking knuckle pucks. Get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'll be weird. We'll see how that story even played out, but uh, on here, yeah, we'll see. Okay, it'll be fun. I'm not gonna do much editing on this yeah, episode, okay. so look, listeners, uh, you get what you get, okay? And yeah, goddamn welcome. That's right. We love to provide this service for you. Exactly. You know what? Another thing we like to provide is commentary <gasps> on Mortal Kombat movies. Oh my goodness, and Steven, I think it's time we tag team on some topics here so um do you want to kick things off with Mm. what you watched recently which was something i had watched previously awesome yeah um so you had mentioned a lot was it last episode we did mortal kombat all my weeks are yes yes so So we did the new Mm -hmm. mortal kombat and the original one you and i both watched but you had watched Mm -hmm. the sequel to the original movie mortal kombat annihilation which came out in 1997 i had Mm -hmm. avoided it because i knew it was pretty bad looking and I didn't really have good memories of it. But the first one, mm-hmm. really, I was like, man, that was so much fun. And afterwards, I was just itching for more Mortal Kombat, whatever that might be. And I was like, you know what? Brent kind of liked Annihilation. I'm going to give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm here to say it's not great, but it was pretty fun. It's like, it's fun, right? Yeah. I had so much fun literally just watching the characters. That's all I cared about was like costumes exactly. and the characters mm-hmm. fighting. And the rest of it is pretty silly. Um, the chick who takes over for Sonya Blade, I didn't mind nearly mm-hmm. as much as I thought I would. Um, I right. actually think she would have been fine if I just knew her in the role. I just really hate when they switch in a sequel because it, like, the yeah. continuity in my head, like, I really can't get around it. Um, and you still have never forgiven Don Cheadle for taking over the role of <laughs> Rhodey 
in uh, the MCU. There are some when you look back and you don't forgive the first person that had the role. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Bring back the Terrence Howard cut. Oh, man. Or whatever. Those, yeah. It's kind of weird. Like It's kind of jarring watching Iron Man now with just that part. I'm glad that he doesn't mm-hmm. become anything in that movie. Like He's not War Machine or anything yet. Um, yeah. I'm glad that Don Cheadle gets to, to kind of do all that. Yeah. What a weird... Yeah change it was weird yeah mm-hmm. yeah he he belongs mm-hmm. he would be fine he's fine he would have belonged great in uh the incredible hulk you know <laughs> yeah. part of that cast yeah. yeah he's part of the just let them all like fade to the background if that's the island of misfit toys he's the misfit that got away mm-hmm. yeah went to iron man and then and you're like get back in your box you know mm-hmm. so yeah uh but that's yeah true. the <laughs> mortal Kombat annihilation it's uh they introduce like the cyborg ninjas which is awesome because i love those yeah cyrax and i can't remember all their names um and all that stuff but it was it was just fun like i really like that era of costuming it really feels like the game and they they look generally cool i, I thought it was fun mm-hmm. uh, some of the effects are really terrible oh yeah uh, and and shao khan maybe fucking just crack up because that guy it, <laughs> they turn him like the first, I was reading about the history of the games and stuff too. There's like a YouTube thing about the history of the games. There's about like Shang Tsung was like like the villain of the first one, and like Shao Kahn was like mm-hmm. revealed in the second game or whatever, and then you didn't even get to like fight him or play as him or whatever until the third game and blah blah blah. And in the movie, it's like straight up, he's just a whiny daddy's boy who the yeah. whole time he's not like scary at all because he's just like trying to prove his dad that he's like. Hey, I can take over the family business is like basically the gist of it. Mm-hmm. And it was really weird. Like uh, some of that stuff was just really funny how they kind of played that out. And I was like, what kid cared about this? But uh, and, yeah. and his dad wasn't even scary. He no, just, just looks like dude. a guy. <laughs> he's got a beard. Yeah. He's like <laughs> he talks about being this great sorcerer or whatever. But uh, yeah, but yeah I'm, I'm so glad you suggested it because I, I it took me a few viewings to watch it. Uh, it wasn't like. I really enjoyed the original World Combat on the rewatch. I, I really, I think I really enjoyed the new one as well. I just had fun. This one, not quite as much there, but just the costumes mm. and seeing the characters fight and stuff and kind of where they went. Uh, it was just a lot of, it was very enjoyable all over again, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm so glad yeah. you had said that because I don't think I would have given it a shot. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, again, there's just something about the way they use the uh, music from the soundtrack, not the score, but the soundtrack and the fighting, just like tons of energy. Sometimes they like change the song mid fight to like a totally different song, but it's like the same general energy. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, they just fucking go for it. And like, okay, cool. I'm glad you mentioned this, too. I feel like I, I just wrote this quick note when I was watching it, but I feel like this was like the credits song. They just had good music in that movie. Um, this isn't like mm-hmm. the Mortal Kombat stuff, but I had to like find this out because I liked it so much. Um, it is trying to load. It's a Rammstein song. Oh, yeah. Called Angle. Okay, yeah. It's just like this cool shit going on in that movie when they're like fighting the whole time. Mm-hmm. So awesome. So much better than the soundtrack for that new movie. You know, that was really where they went wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I'd save that because I was like, man, this this movie get, gets that as well. You're right. Yeah. Um, beyond that, we mm-hmm. both watched another Mortal Kombat movie. This was an animated one. I think it was like put together. It was definitely through Warner Brothers, but I think it was like some of the people that work on some of the DC animated films. Oh, OK, uh, might have been involved. That's cool. Um, Good to know. Yeah. So, and they have like pretty high quality animation, and I don't think this movie is uh, 
uh, outside of that realm. Mm-hmm. I think the animation quality was pretty good. The character designs were great as yep. well. Um, I will say that, like, with the three, like, Mortal Kombat 95, the remake from this year, the live-action one, and then this animated movie, uh, I feel like we're we're kind of getting the same story over and over. Yes. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, Sonya Blade doesn't like Kano. Uh, noted. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Scorpion, <laughs> Sub-Zero, not friends. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, like... I don't know, like, I, I enjoyed this animated movie, but there was also a lot of it where I was just like, yeah, okay, I guess we gotta, like, go through this obligatory thing. I wish they would do, kind of like with the uh, the MCU, we just, like, skip past the Uncle Ben mm-hmm. stuff. It was just like, we all know. We got uh, it. Peter said that his uncle died. You yeah. Know? Um, I, that's, I guess, kind of what I'm looking for for a sequel for the live-action Mortal Kombat movie. Mm-hmm. It's just like, okay, we got that stuff out of the way. You know, it's it's uh, in those characters' uh, DNA, kind of, so we can move forward and, and tell new stories with these characters. Maybe get to this fabled tournament everyone's mm-hmm. been talking about, you know? Yeah, I totally agree with that, because uh, I, I thought this was a few years older, this Mortal Kombat uh, Legends Scorpion's Revenge, but it came out in 2020, uh, and then they did a, the new movie, which came out this year, and so this isn't that old, but they, they go through that same kind of, like, historical backstory of Scorpion being like a dad and then like avenging his wife and stuff which i again i i hear that's like from the modern games i just didn't know that but like you said that gets kind of rehashing but there were parts of this that i actually liked better than the new live action movie so i accepted it as like yeah. an alternate telling of the same kind of thing like it didn't bother me as much because i was just i just wanted all the mortal Kombat, and um and this thing too is so fucking violent it is so gory and I was like, they did stuff that they wouldn't even do in the movies. And some of it was really cool. Uh, specifically, there was like, there's a part where like Scorpion and, and Sub-Zero are fighting. I think it's like a better thing in this animated thing than I, I thought in the mm-hmm. movie. And it ends so coolly when when Scorpion like gets gets over Sub-Zero and stuff. I don't know if I should spoil it or mm-hmm. not. People might want to watch this, but it, it just there's some cool visuals and stuff and some cool ideas. And so I so there's parts of this that I was like, oh, I like this better than the new live action movie. But almost in my head, they kind of like meld together. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. But um, yeah. one of the things I like that like going in for what you were saying, like the, the sequel to the live action movie is this one actually has John, Johnny Cage in it. And yeah. this was the first time I've ever liked Johnny Cage. He's a he's a douchebag. But I was like, oh, I mm-hmm. get it. He's like that Hollywood douche or whatever. And it was like funnier to me. And so I, maybe they'll kind of get into that when they meet Johnny Cage in the sequel to the live action one. But there were aspects of this that I was like, uh, it was pretty, it worked out pretty well. Do you know who voiced Johnny Cage? No. Joel McHale. Oh, that was it. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's what did list. it for me. Like as I was watching that's the movie, perfect. I was like, is that Joel McHale? Yeah. And it sure was. Sure was. And uh, Jennifer Carpenter was Sonya Blade, mm-hmm. uh, who was uh, Dexter's sixth, sixth oh, okay. sister in uh that series uh, yeah, but I, like I, I thought the the voice cast was really good i will say as well um every single one of these movies um even you know annihilation um raiden sucks in all of these like <laughs> th- he just stands there he's like one of the most powerful creatures or beings yeah. in this franchise and he's just like hi i'm gonna stand here for a minute i'm gonna look menacing i do look cool in this animated movie mm-hmm. probably the coolest of all of them but i just gotta stand here i'm gonna talk to uh, this old this old guy for a little bit. You guys figured out. I don't know. Like I could stop all of this, but I'm nope. just gonna hang out here. I'm a rule follower, you know. 
it feels kind of like uh yeah he's he's going against people that are always dealing in bad faith they're always trying to derail the tournament and cheat and he's just like i can't intervene and it's like i feel yep. like you could bro they're doing it constantly yeah. so why don't you yeah. go ahead and get in there like you do in the game and let's fight yeah, yeah. I went, look yeah. i won't help you out but mm, i will get a haircut <laughs> how about that oh my god huh? an annihilation <laughs> When when Raiden walks down, he's like so excited about it. He's like wearing a vest. We had talked about that a little bit last week, but oh my god, because it's yeah. in the trailer. It's so fucking funny though. Yeah. He's like, I'm one of you kids. Let's go to a rave. That's still in the nineties, right? Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Let's listen to that techno. You know, for whatever reason, in the ninety-five MK movie, I thought that there was at least one point where Raiden had that that hat on. Hmm. Does that, he not? Uh was it no, not at no. all. Like it's always Christopher Lambert with this weird wig. Yeah, yeah, that was a great. And then there's wig. nothing like that in in Annihilation. Yeah, thank God. And then he gets a buzz cut, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, that's cool. Like a top mm-hmm. buzz. I don't know what you call that. It was like I don't almost flat, sorta. Yeah, it's like flat topish, but also like late 90s yeah like he's about to he's about to copper top himself i could tell oh yeah like if he had a little bit more time <laughs> he would have done it you know yeah and it was funny to that was another actor change we had talked about was uh an annihilation they changed the actor for raiden and yeah he's yeah he's he's no james remar he's no uh christopher lambert for sure but um no. they, yeah raiden really doesn't do much and he's one of the coolest characters in the games that's what i don't understand there's got to be more to it, especially if they're just going to keep cheating and derailing everything. It's like, then you should do more. <laughs> you should step yeah. in more. Something. Like, there, there's so many ultra-powerful characters in the Mortal Kombat franchise. You could give Raiden somebody to yeah. fight, you know? It would take total sense. But he's always, mm-hmm. like, the mentor. Like, even in the animated one, it's like Liu Kang has to beat, uh, I think it was Shang Tsung. Or no, yeah, I don't remember, like, what happens with that now. But, like, he, he talks the to Raiden. One, yeah. yeah, and Raiden is mm-hmm. like, you know it was your destiny to do this thing and like win the overall tournament blah 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 and it's like he's always just on the sidelines but in the game he's like really badass and so it's a weird juxtaposition when you're watching the movies and he's not doing that mm-hmm. yeah i hope that do he you think do more in the sequel do you think they offered christopher lambert another like to be in the mortal Kombat sequel but when they called him up and they're like hey do you want to do this other mortal Kombat movie he was like there can be only one <laughs> maybe he uses it all the time to get out of things. I mean, that's a good way to get out of shit, yeah, absolutely. you know? Yeah, you know, Like, we think mm-hmm. Christopher Lambert died. Yeah. Like, he only ce- celebrated his spouse's birthday once, <laughs> you know? He, he gets Not out of good. it. Not good. Yeah. Man, that's... Yeah, I get out of it, though. <laughs> One Valentine's Day. Like, infinite birthdays for him, you know, but... One birthday for know. everybody else, though. His, his yep. like, daughter. Mm-hmm. I celebrated you once. Right. Mm-hmm. It was a great day. What's your problem? Yeah. You put your foot in cake. Yeah, but <laughs> what's what's the deal? This is on the day she was born. Yeah. They just had a birthday cake right there. Born into a birthday cake. Oh wow! But, surprise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Most of the time, oh, people are popping out of cakes. This one plops a human directly oh, into one. You know, squish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The icing flies all over. Yeah. It's a look. <laughs> he, he, he looks around the operating room. He's like, who wants a bite? Uh, we're, we're good. Like, I don't normally eat cake with afterbirth on mm. it, but in this case, I'm also going to continue to not do it that. It actually sent a shiver down my spine. That was disgusting. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Mm. 
Oh god. Mm. Enjoy your breakfast. <laughs> um so yeah, I I thought the Scorpion's Revenge was pretty rad. It was really a nice mm-hmm. thing to just watch for more Mortal Kombat, I guess. And I had not seen a lot of the DC I don't think I've seen really any of the DC cartoons except for some of the the All-Star Superman. But um, mm-hmm. it made me want to like it suggested a bunch of those after it made me, it made me want to watch some of those. So if you're saying that it, the animation style was sort of similar to that, maybe the Sim Studios or whatever, that's pretty cool. Because um, mm-hmm. it says it was produced by Warner Brothers Animation out of South Korean studio Mirror. Mirror. Um, oh, okay. So yeah, maybe there's like a, a bunch that kind of go through that same studio or whatever. So mm-hmm. it'd be cool to watch more of that. I liked I liked how it kind of played out. It was almost like an anime thing to it, not being not having watched a lot of anime um there were certain like uh character styles and stuff that made me think more of that at least than the animation that i knew of but uh like you yeah. said like the costumes and stuff for the characters like it all looked really cool i thought that looked pretty mm-hmm. neat so definitely the coolest goro has ever looked in a mortal Kombat movie you know and that helps By animation far. right you don't have mm-hmm. to mess with all that stuff yep oh i did like is it shiva the four-armed chick in uh annihilation Annihilation, the yeah. effects uh-huh. on her are really funny to me because you could like yeah. <laughs> you could tell it was like she was like on a platform and then it was like her top was like on a prosthetic other top over like the middle section with her arms and stuff it just looked like really funny and uh the way they would move her around and stuff but again the effects weren't so great she would just like open mouth hiss at people yes like what this is weird and you have like but <laughs> yeah. she has like super clean teeth like all right well she takes care of them you know got minty fresh breath her dad's a just hissing it's like oh okay mm-hmm. you know Mm-hmm. It's scary, but it smells good. That's true. That's the way to do it. And then you mentioned the the OC mom is uh, Sindel. Sindel. Yeah, and uh, yeah. that was so funny. Once you said that, I was like, I couldn't look away. <laughs> oh, boy. She was just like chewing that yeah, scenery. Yeah, she was, you know? man. She was like, I am, yeah. I am an actress. We are That's doing right. this. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was great. She really committed. That was funny. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. Boop, boop. That's all I got. All right. Well, now uh, we, we're to the final two here. <laughs> um, is there a direction you wanted to go one versus the other? Um, no. I just had them in whatever order, so whatever you want to do. Well, tell you what. Since we're talking about hyperviolent animation, Perfect. Uh, why don't we just segue over mm-hmm. to uh, a series that just wrapped up on Amazon Prime, or at least the first season wrapped up on Prime. This is the series Invincible. um so okay this is a a property uh uh, co-created by robert kirkman who co-created the walking dead um this is his superhero property it actually came out um a few months before the first issue of the walking dead oh wow yeah and i loved the series so much this was like i i stuck with it the entire run Uh, i think it wrapped up after 144 regular issues and there were a few specials and whatnot Mm -hmm. in there but um i I just thought it was great i love mark grayson uh, who becomes the titular invincible character um the the thing about this series is that i think with the advertising that it had beforehand it didn't quite let you know what it was maybe Mm -hmm. um and you have to find out while watching the series particularly the post-credit scene of the first episode Mm -hmm. so i really hope people stuck around for that because that's like the the crux of the whole story going forward oh yeah yeah so in comics you don't get that twist until like 
issue seven, which is in the second volume of the like collected edition, like the paperback collected mm-hmm. edition. And I remember Robert Kirkman saying that he wished that he would have put that in like had that by like issue four or whatever so you get that first volume and like here's the story i was telling instead of having to buy like two volumes of it or whatever um first volume is good though whatever um but it does seem like more of a just a traditional superhero thing until you get to that twist Mm -hmm. so spoilers for invincible season one and i guess like the comic series uh so if you are interested in watching the show please do so because it's fucking great oh, yeah the totally. animation in this is like top-notch stuff and like the voice acting oh. is incredible as well yeah so the voice acting is so many it's so insane there's so many people involved mm-hmm. in that and top top talent yeah, absolutely yeah. so if you are interested at all in watching this series uh, again i urge you to do so pause this episode and maybe like come back to it or you know scrub forward and just let it be lost in the ether yeah. fuck it we won't know just stop listening we'll here. just assume you listen to it just yeah. watch that show it'd be much better use of your time <laughs> exactly 100 mm-hmm. yep. so beyond that here be spoilers so steven uh the show is bloody as fuck oh my goodness it is it is a great transition <laughs> like you said from that mortal Kombat movie because i watched that one first and then i watched i had never seen any invincible it, the last oh, episode okay. had aired this week i just picked it up this week and then i found mm-hmm. out the last episode was airing so that worked out perfectly for me to binge it um but watching those and in, in, in sync together uh it was pretty rad because they're both very gory and i was like totally into that kind of animation style and stuff at the mm-hmm. time so i was like yeah this this is working i gotta know like how did you come across invincible because i purposely have not mentioned it oh, because yeah. i've been waiting for it to wrap up that first season before bringing it up nice. but you texted me out of the blue that you watched like you started to watch the first episode and you ended up watching the first three in yeah, one day, just like all in yeah. a row. Didn't you mean to? Um, yeah. So I don't have any history with this book. I was going to say as well, like it would be just, we just have to talk about with spoilers because that's fun. But I, mm-hmm. I don't remember any advertising about this at all. I had known about it. Like I heard about it on maybe slash film or something or mm-hmm. on Reddit. People just talk about it in general, but I, uh, found it on Amazon prime and I was like, you know what? I'm going to give that a shot. Um, our uh, longtime listener, Sarah, my, my sister-in-law, had mentioned that my brother-in-law and Sarah were watching it. And so I was like, yeah, they said it was good. I, I feel like Brent would like it. I feel like you had maybe mentioned the book once upon a time, you know, because I read mm-hmm. The Walking Dead. Uh, it was one of like my first comic books and stuff, and maybe we'd talked about that. But um, I didn't realize until the other day that it actually was like – it started like in 2003 or something. I thought it was like yeah. – I thought it was like a mm-hmm. – more like a kick-ass or something that it was like a story that was small and they made a movie like a, it was like a 12 mm-hmm. issue story i didn't realize it went for like it ended in like 2018 it was like years and years i had no clue mm-hmm. so now i'm like very excited to go read this thing um but yeah i'm glad i kind of just stumbled upon it i was saying that i would have to have spoilers because i literally wouldn't know what to talk about because i don't know how they were selling this at all i just watched it blind mm-hmm. and it yep. ends in that fucking crazy way where uh omni man like murders out all the the justice league people the guardians of the globe and it was like mm-hmm. what is ha- what is the show and it was so graphic and i was instantly hooked so yeah, yeah it was really cool to kind of for me to just not know anything at all but i'm also mm-hmm. very excited to hear your perspective of it you know having read the story and everything so yeah um so there's a lot of stuff that happens in this series and i'd only read like all the issues like once a long time ago like as they were coming yeah. out you know so I don't quite remember exactly the the timeline and how certain things lined up. I've been texting back and forth with our listener uh, Daniel Sanchez on it, 
and we've been talking about the differences and whatnot. I was like, I don't remember a whole lot of how things played out necessarily. Okay. I, I remember the Omni-Man twist coming in uh, issue seven that they put in this like first episode, which I think is great. Like that's, oh, man. that's incredible to move that up because the entire series, you're waiting for those dominoes to drop to where um, Mark's mom, uh, Debbie mm-hmm. Grayson, uh, she's like piecing things together and having to deal with that the whole time. And there's just like attention. Any, any time, um, Omni-Man shows up somewhere, you're like, is he going to snap again? Yeah. Or how's he going to continue to hide this or whatever? So, uh, I, I really like the aspect of it. Um, they've changed the, the race of some of the characters, mm-hmm. like in the comics, I think Mark is like, his family is, is all white, mm-hmm. but they updated it for the show since both, um, uh, my God, Steven I can't think of his name. Steven Young, thank yeah. you. And uh, Sandra O oh are mm-hmm. both Korean-American. Um, they updated that to uh, okay. reflect in the character. And, and I thought it was fucking great. Yeah. Like, it, the, the race doesn't play a factor into the show at all. Um, like, Amber on this show is uh, voiced by Zazie Beetz and is African-American. In the series, she's white. Otherwise, that's, like, just a, a, a skin tone change, mm-hmm. really. Um, but otherwise, like, all the connections are there. And, um, like, Rexplode in, in the series, I believe, is white as well. And they updated him to be, like, Greek, kind of like mm-hmm. Jason Manzuka, oh. uh, Manzukas that uh, voices him, and which is incredible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the other thing that I noticed is that for a long time, like, they would say, like, shit and hell and damn and, and whatnot throughout the series— but there was one particular episode or uh, issue of the series, like into the like hundreds, I think, where something happens in the last panel of the book is just like all these dead bodies everywhere. And Mark just says, fuck. And that's like mm-hmm. one of the only times that it's said in the series, I believe. Um, but they say it all the time in this this show, yeah. which uh, it's fine. It, it works for that. Um, the thing that I like about the the comic and in the show is it's. It's almost like, what if Peter Parker became Superman in a way? Mm, like, mm-hmm. Superman's power totally. set and that he can fly super strong, but also, like, you know, having to keep a an I- secret identity as a superhero, as a young superhero, and all the interconnected relationships and, and all of that stuff. Yeah, it's like dealing with um, grades and girls and jobs and yeah, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the... Uh, the... The... Um, well, I'll say like the first episode, like it threw me for a little bit of a loop, mm-hmm. like when you turn it on and it's these two guards talking. And I think it takes about three minutes uh, of just these like two security guards talking about like uh, the one security guards like stepson mm-hmm. and, and all the stuff. And it kind of goes on from there. And he's like trying to make a connection and planning to take a family trip with him and all this stuff. And then like the carnage breaks out and it's just like, oh, OK, I see what they were kind of going for and then that that same thing or a similar thing happens in episode two where you have some of the um some of the follow-through on the stepdad stepson mm-hmm. conversation right, yeah. and a whole yeah. different country a whole yeah, different country they've traveled to and then yeah it's uh i don't know man it's it's a lot of fun i really had a blast watching the show and uh before episode eight the final episode of this season dropped they announced that uh, seasons two and three yeah. were both greenlit and moving forward. So that's fucking great. I was wondering, like, without spoilers and stuff, because you'd read the book, mm-hmm. uh, one of the things I, I'd heard so many good things about the show, and I really enjoyed it as well, like super enjoyed the first season. But 
the way people talked about it, they were like, this show is like my Breaking Bad. This is The Sopranos, like The Wire. This is like one of the best shows I've ever seen. And I kind of agree with that. There were so many aspects of it that I think this will really, like, especially as it goes on, will be so mm-hmm. good. But I was surprised that it didn't really, like, finish the story in the first season. I thought there was going to be, mm-hmm. like, I thought he was going to beat Omni-Man or something. And then it would go yeah. to, like, a new thing. But it just kind of ends with, like, Omni-Man going off. So um, now that they've said there's going to be three, it sounds like, you know, a, a, a real trilogy scenario of, of ideas that they'll play that out. So... Do you think mm-hmm. is this following enough of the trajectory? Do you think it's going to follow that from the comic, uh, for the most part, at least throughout the season? Well, uh, potentially, um, I guess it kind of depends on how they want to divvy up the story. Like as this season was wrapping up, they had some uh, clips of like what else is going on in the world mm-hmm. and and uh, like some of the villains that we see or are introduced to throughout the series. They've got stuff that is going on with them and like there's the was it like doc seismic and the uh the oh, lava yeah. creatures or whatever and um like all these different aspects and and through lines they can follow up with so uh maybe that's gonna come into play there mm-hmm. um i actually looked at uh, the volume one like hardcover i've got on my shelf this morning and it ends like the same way with um alan and uh, invincible sitting on the moon and mark mm-hmm. has like recovered from his his fight with his father and uh, they're just having the same chat they have in the series okay. where it's like he was trying to <laughs> try to warn them, but like shit already went down and whatnot. And, uh, the last panel of that, that book is like, uh, I guess I'll finish high school or whatever. Huh. So it's just like the series. So, that's cool. um, yeah. And if that's the case, they're like 12 hardcovers. So oh. <laughs> maybe they'll get like 12 seasons out of it or whatever. But like, gotcha. there's, there's a lot, like I said, it's about a hundred and I think all together with the specials, like in the main series, I think maybe like 145, 146 issues worth of like content. Mm, okay. Like there are costume changes. There are oh, like, yeah. um, relationship stuff that goes down, um, new villains, um, just like, there's so much stuff that happens and it's and it's mostly linear because it's just based on this one series it's not like you know 85 years worth of yeah invincible uh stories to pick and choose from it was like a specific path that that went down not to say that you can't like divvy it up a bit and like go explore different avenues or whatever maybe you have like an adam eve episode or something like that but um man so much fun. I also noticed that in that first hardcover, uh, Robert Kirkman did all the lettering mm, for the series uh, up to that point. And then uh, Russ Wooten takes over from there, uh, who's one of my favorite letterers. But uh, one thing I absolutely loved about the series is that anytime they get to like saying the word invincible, oh, it cuts to the the logo so cool. to fill that in. Yeah. And I... I I have Googled it and I've tried to figure out who created that logo. I would assume it's Robert Kirkman mm. because it doesn't say otherwise could be somebody on production staff over at image image comics. But, um, whatever the case, like I'm so glad they incorporated that in there yeah. because it's so fucking good. And every time we see it, as it progresses through the series, it gets more and more bloody. <sighs> yep. Until you get to that last, that last episode, it's just like drenched in blood. It's just those details. That's so awesome about that show. They did like such mm-hmm. a good job with that. And it, I really like, like I mentioned before, I like when people say the title of something in a movie or whatever. It's mm-hmm. like some people hate it. It's like too on the nose and it kind of takes them out of it. Mm-hmm. But this one yeah. like really throws it in your face because he's, he's all the time in like, well, I'm, and it's just like, mm-hmm. invincible. Mm-hmm. And it's just really, yeah. 
stylistically just so fucking cool looking and that that font whatever it is that design is very awesome um yeah, yeah. it's just there's so many good ideas packed into it um and it really mm-hmm. feels like an adult movie or show you know like the whole time i was watching this and the the cartoon aspects of it the animated aspects were really cool but um i could also see this as like a live action movie you know so mm-hmm. easily as well with given the effects that we have today and uh man it was just it was just rad um i would love to yeah. well that's that's what they're working on is a live action movie okay. as well i saw that on yeah. wikipedia but i didn't believe that entry uh on there because they were like <laughs> seth rogan is a producer on this but he's also working on yeah. a, a live action movie and i was like okay mm-hmm. i'll have to look that up or whatever so that's rad that'd be awesome mm-hmm yeah, uh, Robert Kirkman was on Fat Man Beyond, and he was talking about it. Like they they decided to move forward with both the animation mm. and the movie, like the film live action movie, I guess. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, so That's cool. yeah, I mean, we're gonna have a lot of Invincible uh, coming up here, I guess. But uh, I'm all I'm all yeah. happy with it. Like I love Invincible's costume. It's so like iconic with that yellow and blue. Oh, so cool on a, on a black suit. Yeah, it's like perfect design and that's another thing is like they got the artists from the series uh cory walker and ryan otley to um i guess like help with the designs and make mm-hmm. them like consistent with the comics and everything just some like minor changes here and there but uh otherwise like the animation just looks like top fucking notch yeah, totally and it's like mm-hmm. it looks like yeah. the book for the most part like you're saying right like yeah, yeah that's cool um mm-hmm. yeah and i re- there's so many characters involved i was looking through like there's obviously the main cast and stuff, but there are so mm-hmm. many names involved. When you go to like the guard that you were talking about, the security guard or whatever, they're like that. Mm-hmm. That's like a person. That was John like Hamm. John Hamm, right? I was I was trying to look it up, yeah. but I was like, that's like a big mm-hmm. name person. Um, there's so many mm-hmm. people involved, but um, I also one of the things I specifically thought because we had talked so much about Zack Snyder's Justice League recently, and it mm-hmm. changed my mind when I watched it. But then since then, I've kind of forgotten about it. And overall, my complaint about his whole series of that is that I just don't care about those characters in the Justice League, even though I know these characters already, whereas the MCU introduced Iron Man and all these people that I instantly took to. And I was like, it took one episode where everybody died at the end. And I liked this Mm. version of the Justice League. I understood them more than I feel I understand (laughs) the Justice League. These Guardians of the Globe, I understand Mm -hmm. more for what they are and they were a better representation of what they should be on screen than all of mm-hmm. Zack Snyder's justice league stuff, Batman V Superman, all that crap, whatever. Um, yeah. because those original ones that he kills, uh, they're all like versions of, you know, the DC characters, whatever in the justice league, but they have like an actual mm-hmm. fish person. I was like, I, I 100% like this more than Aquaman, like <laughs> out the gate. So much better. Like there were yeah. so many aspects of yeah. it that seemed so much more fun and then, um, and then they had that brand new team of like the, I forgot what they're called, the teen team, whatever. Yeah. Teen team. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and everything's so funny, like tongue in cheek, how they, they kind of like war woman instead of like wonder woman and stuff. It's all funny. Um, but yeah. had these brand new people with like robot and Adam Eve and Rexplode. And for one, the people that played them, I liked their voices and stuff. And when I looked them up, I was like, oh, that's amazing. But I was like, I mm-hmm. instantly cared about all of them watching them. It was, mm-hmm. they were so exciting to me. And I was like, man, they really knocked out of the park for me not having any history with this book at all and just picking up the show blind without any advertisement. I was like involved from the get go. Right. Uh, and yeah. it just really fucking works. So I, I I'm so excited for more of it. I'm, I'm very excited to read some of these comics, uh, especially knowing now that it's like this huge series I can get into, like I did The Walking Dead back in the day and uh, not yeah. just a limited series. And um, mm. it's yeah, it was it was just hella fun. I, I watched it like in three days, I think. 
because um, they released okay. the finale and I, I just kept going. I would watch like two at a time mm-hmm. until I, I got through them. And uh, it was it was a blast. But uh, yeah, I really dig it. So. Yeah, and like the episodes are right around an hour, maybe 50 minutes long. So it's, you get a lot of story packed yeah. in there. And none of it feels like filler. Like no. I think eight episodes is like perfect. Yeah. Um, and even though it's the name of the show is Invincible and Mark is our like main character, there's still a lot of stuff going on with side characters. Um, and sometimes Mark isn't even part of that equation. Yeah. So kind of like a, a, a Spider-Man story, like the side characters are interesting enough to where you want to see what's going on with them as well. Mm-hmm. So they do that really well. And Steve, we'd be remiss. Mm. We don't mention that Mark goes to Reginald Bell oh. Johnson High School. Oh, be still my heart, Brent, when I saw that. Oh. I, this is why I was waiting. This is oh. why I was waiting because I was going to uh, tease this for uh-huh. you, but I'm so glad that you found it on your yeah. own. Uh, but his principal is Principal Winslow yes. <laughs> voiced is it him by Reginald Bell Johnson? Yes. It is him. Yeah. I didn't look yeah. his up. I, I, it sounded like him. I didn't know if they got like a sound alike actor or whatever. Uh, they even have a flag with yep. RVL on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Wait, Bell Johnson. RVJ. RVJ. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on it. And um, man, all of it. I was so excited when I saw that. There are so many little details like that that are so good. Um, and kind of like mm-hmm. you said, like everything moves so fast. They do a good job on this too. Of it's almost like the what are the twins that they keep fighting? The like cloning twins. Oh, the Mueller, the Mueller twins. twins. Those guys yeah. like keep coming back, but they're just in that first episode. At first, you feel like oh, that's just like a character I've seen in tons of animated films since I grew up, or animated you know TV shows since I grew up. It feels very mm-hmm. fun and light, and like oh, haha, we caught them, and but we saved the day, and blah blah blah. And then Mm. the way that they bring things back, though, like those two guards you were talking about, and he'd thrown the garbage in an episode and then it lands like near them or on them in a different country. And it's like, oh, that was cool. Mm -hmm. And then when the Mahler twins come back and there's a whole reason behind it and that all fleshes out and you're like, literally, and you're like, man, Mm -hmm. it's it's so smart. And uh, not that animation can't be or shouldn't be obviously it is and should and it's for everybody it's just another genre or whatever another another medium right um mm-hmm. but it's like really it was a lot more elevated than i expected going into the show how everything played out and how all the characters were complicated and um all their feelings and stuff like it was just the way it all worked and the mystery of it or whatever it was just really fucking rad like the more i watched it i was like man that really worked too these people yeah. know how to write stories yeah it's yeah. great uh one thing that i thought was like especially cool is like in the comic when um and i'd have to go back and read it i flipped through that hardcover this morning but i think the the fight between omni-man and mark which is really just like mainly one-sided yeah. with omni-man just like ripping his ass oh, apart um, i think it takes place over the course of maybe an issue half an issue something like that um this is like 50 minutes of omni-man just straight up beating mark's ass mm-hmm. and it is so fucking brutal I don't remember the train thing being part of the comic, but in this series, holy shit, that was some like, yeah, that was intense. That was (laughs) man. If that that was not animated, it would be like so hard to watch. But, you Mm -hmm. know, these are just like drawings essentially getting killed. But even still, like holding your son into a train as a train just like collides with his like person yeah. is one thing but then also using his his body essentially as a shield but also kind of like a battering yeah. ram to murder everybody that's on that train holy shit that was some brutal 
brutal animation. Yeah, and the way that they do those things, that's a great example. That that scene was so as brutal as it is, it's like animated so fucking well. Um, yes. Like, and it's mm-hmm. it's gnarly. But um that's the kind of stuff I would I would kind of love to see them try to do in a live action because it's weird to see like <laughs> as real and dark as quote unquote, as the Snyder cut is, you know, seeing Superman snap someone's neck or whatever. It's like, Mm -hmm. I don't really care about that. Like, uh, I don't really care a lot about Superman. I'd rather watch the Superman clone of some sort, this Omni man, um, Mm -hmm. being a horrible person with it. It's the same way. I like the boys, the TV show, at least, um, that it's like seeing superheroes be bad is, is fun. And it's an interesting take right now, I feel. And, uh, some of the stuff in this is so brutal uh, when Omni-Man kills all the Guardians of the Globe and there's like he's like mm-hmm. smashing that fish head and there's like eyeballs popping out and you're like, I want to see oh Superman God, yeah. do this. Like that's what Superman would really do. And mm-hmm. like Mark trying to save people. Um, is that right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Trying to save people. And like he saves that woman. And then when everything falls down, like he's just holding her arm. That's exactly what it would be like to be a hero. It wouldn't be all like yeah. glitzy and glamour and stuff or even like, oh, I got some dirt in my nose. You know, it's like we haven't really seen that a whole lot live action and stuff or animated. And mm-hmm. some of this was just like the way they went there was like, yeah, that's going to fucking happen. That's going to mess with his brain. He's a fucking 17 year old kid. Like mm-hmm. you can't deal with this yet. And it's so compelling. Uh, I, yeah, I, it's like, I don't know who to recommend this to really. I don't think my, like we talked about it. Uh, I was, I was thinking about telling my, my in-laws about it and I was like, I don't think they would like it though. Like, I don't think my parents would like it, but the story is yeah. so compelling. I'm like, I think everybody would like mm-hmm. it. So yeah. yeah, the the relationships between all the characters is what makes the the payoffs for all that stuff yeah. so good. Like if it was just like the the first thing you saw was like Omni Man just like murdering people, you'd just be like, oh, it's like a bad Superman guy or Zack Snyder Superman just <laughs> yeah. uh, just straight up just murking people. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the the fact that you've got the and and, and I guess that's what I meant um, about. Uh, the train sequence in particular mm. is it's not just like one super character using another character as a battering ram to murder all these like civilians, but it's like a father using his yeah. son, you know, that's, that's what's so brutal about it. And he's trying to convince Mark to come to his side. So it's like a little bit of like Darth Vader in there yeah. as well. Um, it's just like, like you said, very well written, very well animated. Uh, voice acting is top notch as well. So it's just like the full package, man. It really like is. I had such a fucking blast watching this show. And I'm so glad that you came across it I yourself. Know, like fun, I don't think right? of you as as an animation dude, yeah. but uh, man, I'm so glad you uh, took the dive. And as I was watching this, I was like, man, I really need to watch the boys. Like, <laughs> it just like it's a cool I, I haven't yet, it, yeah. but yeah, that's yeah, what I thought. Like sure. there's a lot of people where um as this series was coming out, I would check Twitter and there'd be like Omni Man and um Homelander like fan art. Oh up. yeah. I'm like, yeah, this seems this seems yeah. accurate. Like, I, I remember reading like maybe like the first 30 or so issues of The Boys, and I was like, oh, this Homelander, not a nice fellow. Yep. Tell you that he's gonna be walking on the grass even if there's a <laughs> sign that says not to. <laughs> Plus, he can fly. He doesn't even need to do that. Yeah, Homelander is a pretty cool character in the show, at least. Um, I yeah. like, I do like that too. Like their version of the Justice League again. They have like a Wonder Woman type chick named Maeve, mm-hmm. and. Um, she's she's really bad at like she has really interesting art like character arcs and stuff and they really like those characters as well i'm like way more into than like wonder woman from what i've seen so far i'm like oh she lost a guy she met for a week and then she turned another guy into that guy and fucked him wonder woman's kind of weird and i'm like mave 
actually has real relationship problems with her girlfriend and she's an alcoholic. It's like, it's very important. And they really yeah. go there in places. That's, that's pretty rad. Um, and this, this too, uh, was kind of the same way, like, and they're both in, like Seth Rogen's involved in both. I feel right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, Oh my God, he's perfect for Alan, the alien. Oh, oh my God. And, yeah. That was amazing. There, there's, there's so much stuff, uh, so much fun stuff with Alan, the alien uh, later know? on. Oh my God. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. I was hoping he'd there's come so back more. Stuff. I I've got the first seven hardcovers, like I said, and I was like, after watching episode eight, I was like, okay, I got, I need to get the rest yeah. of these. So I've, <laughs> I've ordered them and they are on their way here. Cause I want to do a, a reread of, of all of these issues. Um, because again, it's just like such a good series. There's so much, um, like fun shit and there's like so much heart and yeah. the way the story unfolds, it's just, man, it's so good. Um, so I, I can't recommend this enough to totally. people to like read the series. And I, I believe like the first 10 volumes of the like soft cover are available with, uh, comic Cellology on, I fucked that up so hard <laughs> on uh, Comicsology unlimited. Uh-huh. So if people want to check it out and kind of read, uh, further into the series, um, you can certainly do that as I, I would absolutely recommend it because the, everything is just like fantastic. So, so happy. This, like, the animated series is, like, so much better than I ever could have imagined it would be. And even though it's only eight episodes, they're both, like, or they're all double-sized. So it's almost like we're getting 16 episodes. Oh, it's it's a a really good-sized series, yeah. Yeah. It feels weighty, yeah. Yeah, girthy. Yeah, it feels a nice, girthy series. Really fills up the hole in your heart. That's true. Yeah, just filling it right up. You fill it from wall to wall. Yeah, from edge to edge. You gotta use some lube, maybe, even to get it in there. Mm-hmm. And you can try to edge while you're watching it, I guess. I don't know. I'm still I don't going. know what you do. I'm not going to tell you how to do it. <laughs> Wait for season two, bro. That's right. Uh, yeah, I'm saying can't recommend it enough. Uh, available mm-hmm. on Amazon Prime, which is really easy to get, you know, to watch stuff mm-hmm. and everything. So um, just call Jeff Bezos. Just call him up. Like, hey, hook it up. Say um, one ticket, please. Mm-hmm. And then he'll say you're poor. Bye. So either way, either way, you know, uh, he'll just scream no unions into the phone and hang up. Uh, we did talk a little bit. Uh, I wanted to go through some of the names, at least for the voice cast uh, before we signed sure. off on this one. But um, Stephen Young, obviously, is as invincible. Sandra Oh as his mom, Debbie Grayson. And then J.K. Simmons, Simmons as his uh, his dad, Omni-Man, uh, who is perfect. perfect in that role as well. His his was mm-hmm. the main voice that I was like, oh, I know who that is. I had to look up Stephen Young and Sandra Oh. And then once I heard it, I was like, oh completely and amazing because mm-hmm. um, yeah. they're both great uh, you know what for steven yun there's um some performance that he gives in that last episode where he's like uh at the beginning of the episode he's he's crying and he's panicked and it really comes across in his performance but also like after he's like just laying there on that mountain just like bloody as fuck he's like acting through his voice that is also like gurgling blood oh God, and everything. Yeah. It's just like, it's so it's incredible. And I was like, wow, I wonder how he got there. And then I remembered he was Glenn in the walking dead. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, he, he had, he did this like with prosthetics and stuff like previously. So he's like, oh, let me just go back to that. That would be funny if they like resewed all these prosthetics back onto him for this vocal performance he or whatever. It, yep. You, you gotta get yep. there. You gotta get in the headspace, you know? I get it. Yeah. That part is really mm-hmm. gross. Cause it like, shows him breathing and every breathe out he just like sputters and it shoots blood out yeah oh mm-hmm. and it's it's like his dad just did that to him he's just watching him just die yeah oh. yeah it's pretty hardcore um there were uh, uh some of the other people i want to mention uh zachary kinto as robot um i thought was great, great. Mm-hmm. uh jillian mm-hmm. jacobs as adam eve uh mm-hmm. manzukis zook 
uh, as yeah. they explode. That one I heard right away because his voice is so, you know, distinct. distinct. Yeah. Uh, but when yeah. I again, like this is one of the shows, too. I wish we could have watched together, but it was fun, you know, finding mm-hmm. on my own and everything. But it's like when the uh, not Carl Wenzel, but when the Reginald Bell Johnson school popped up, I was like, Brent. And then when Manzuka yeah. was over, I was like, Brent, I got so excited for the connections you and I specifically have with things, you know, uh, and he yeah. was great. Uh, of course. Yeah. yeah. So it was really cool. Um, I'm trying to think of other names. Uh, oh, the the detective who's like Hellboy. I can't remember his name right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, Damien Darkblood. Damien Darkblood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't remember his name who, who voiced that right now. I love that character, though. Clancy Brown. Yeah, yeah. he's great. Mr. Krabs. Yeah. Is that, yeah, that's right. Um, he was, I love that character. I liked, uh, it was just fun to see these like kind of variations of other mm-hmm. comic characters. I know working in yeah. totally different ways with each other. And it was like, man, this totally is cool. Uh, Mark Hamill as Art Rosen- Rosenbaum, the, the yeah. tailor. Um, I didn't realize that was mm-hmm. him until afterwards. I was like, Oh, always, you know, it's great. Yeah, man. He's such an incredible voice. actor. Yeah. He did the Joker. He did some voices on, um, metalocalypse oh yeah uh, he's like a general in that show uh it's so fun to see like mark hamill pop up because the first my first impress or my first experience with mark hamill was as the joker oh, it was right as a voice and then later it was like oh he was in a star wars thing <laughs> who is he <laughs> that's so funny i like how that plays out in different people right like you you just saw yeah. it first and it was the thing you connected to him with and there you go yeah yeah. Oh, this voice actor was in a, a popular movie. <laughs> he series? used to be a real actor, like on stage. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Crazy. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Um, but uh, oh man, Walton Goggins as Cecil Stedman. Oh yeah. He he works at the Pentagon, and there's like an ongoing. I don't I don't know that it's a joke necessarily, but like in the comics, anytime it shows the Pentagon, it's always <laughs> that same exterior of the Pentagon, and it has a sign that says "Parking yeah. in Rear." And like every time I see it, I would crack up a little totally. bit. It's like this recurring joke, and it's, so it's possible they just like reuse the same art. But it's like, man, it just it just makes me smile every time I see it. Like, welcome to the Pentagon. You can park over yeah. there. It's just we don't have any we don't have any availability up front. You just go to the back. You just go to the back. The it's break. like the first time they showed it, I laughed like out loud. I was like, oh, that's really funny. <laughs> and then there's other parts where it's like. Like uh, the dad is like Omni Man's gone crazy, and the mom is at that mm-hmm. at the Pentagon, and it's like mm-hmm. very somber and dark in those moments, and it mm-hmm. keeps going to that same thing to establish where they're at, <laughs> and every time it's like, is this supposed to be funny? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I totally with you. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's such like a, a question mark where like y- you giggle yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. every time you see it, yeah. and it's fun. Yeah, that they just kind of went with mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a ton more people involved and everything. But uh, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I was a huge fan of this. I'm really looking forward to, to reading more or reading the comics and stuff uh, eventually because that, that sounds like a good mm-hmm. one. And uh, th- I was glad, though, too. I I thought about reading some before this, but I wanted just to have like the show to talk about it and yeah. stuff. And then um, mm-hmm. I was worried, too. Like I'm, I, I approached it with the show first, so I don't want to ruin it for myself with the comic. Um, but I think like going forward, that would kind of be okay. Like if I get into the comic now, that'll kind of take over mm-hmm. and be like my main story of this version, you know, and yeah. then the show will be like, Oh that, yeah, I didn't get to see that animated now. So, uh, either yeah. way of it, I just want more of this story as well. Just like Mortal Kombat. Now I'm just like, I need more invincible. So yeah, yeah totally rad. Yeah. Totally rad. Yeah. And I think if you read ahead in the, the comics, it, once you see like season two pop up, you'd be more like, kind of like I am where I'm like, Oh, they, they're adapting this. Mm-hmm part of this the series or whatever yeah, especially so. if it's so long they can't adapt all of it or they're you know yeah. shrinking parts of it or whatever yeah that'd be interesting mm-hmm. yeah 
yeah. shift things around. Yeah, yeah cool. Um, well, we had another superhero show to talk about. We do as well. We do. And uh, uh, we've been kind of putting it off, though. It just kind of happened that way with other episodes. But uh, I finished this actually yeah, a few weeks I mean, ago. So, yeah, I like I figured we would have enough to discuss to where we probably wouldn't want to do it on one of the other like theme shows that totally. we did or whatever. Um, plus, like it just recently wrapped up and I, I'd prefer to discuss the, the whole thing mm-hmm. instead of just like an episode here or there or whatever. Totally. Uh, but the Falcon and the Winter Soldier <laughs> on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Just like a couple weeks after, like one division's corpse went on the ground, <laughs> we're like, hey, we're ready for a new thing now, and now we got to wait all the way until like I don't know June or something for Loki to come out. Ridiculous. You know, what am I supposed to do until yeah. then? Oh my god. But um, so let me ask you, mm-hmm. Stephen. Like, I had a pretty good idea of where this series was going. Oh yeah. I think most of pop culture probably had a pretty good idea of where it was going. Um, and you know what? Sex. Let's just the- go ahead and say spoilers. Yeah. They were going to fuck finally, right? And it didn't happen. Can I spoil that? Very upset about it still. Mm -hmm. Look, um, I've got some action figures. Oh, really? I'll make something happen. Work for you. Show me me what you got, Mm -hmm. brother. (laughs) Well, off air. (laughs) Yeah, well, I have a YouTube site in Thailand for you. (laughs) It's called Utah. (laughs) So... um, (sighs) Yeah, spoilers for this yeah, series for as sure. well, but uh, obviously this uh, follows up on the aftermath of Avengers Endgame, so Sam Wilson has been given the shield by old man Steve Rogers, mm-hmm. and Bucky has um, tried to stop murdering people, generally speaking. He's getting pretty good at it, not murdering. Yeah, yeah, once he doesn't have that book and people whispering words into his ears all the time, he used mm-hmm. to just get hard as a rock and he'd just go out and pummel things. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to do with this erection! <laughs> Quit reading me penthouse letters. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to beat it off everywhere, yeah. You, you got to beat it off everywhere. Um, everywhere you look, you beat it yeah, off. That's what you got to do. Mm-hmm. I uh, yep. So I'm very intrigued to hear what you have to say about this because I feel like uh, after WandaVision, which I thought was so stellar and it really surprised me with where it went, this one really mm-hmm. kind of played it safe. It really didn't do anything like so... Like WandaVision is so out there especially versus the movies, mm-hmm. right? Like with this whole yeah. TV in the show, whatever, uh, TV show in the show thing. And this one is like a pretty straightforward, you know, thing. And, um, mm-hmm. and so I really didn't take to it like nearly as much for me. And then especially watching like invincible, which I really loved just like a few days ago, mm-hmm. I was like, I've already moved past Falcon and the winter soldier. Thank you very much. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I just, I wasn't as excited about it. Like it was, it was definitely good. I didn't hate it or mm-hmm. anything. I really liked it, but um, I just wasn't excited like I was like week to week with WandaVision. And I was curious yeah. about your, you know, if it was just as good to you or, or whatever. I was kind of mm-hmm. yeah curious about your take on it. So my understanding is that this show is supposed to hit Disney Plus first and then be followed by WandaVision. That would have been so much different. Yeah. yeah, because it would have followed up on the same aesthetic as, you know, Avengers Endgame, sure. you know, that that kind of general superhero MCU feel. And then you have WandaVision that kind of uh, dismantles that and puts it back together again. Perfect explanation, yeah. Um, but I don't know. Like, I, I knew ahead of time that this was supposed to be more like an action movie in, like, six parts. Mm-hmm. So kind of like the, uh, the the rest of the MCU where you've got maybe a slapstick comedy over here. You've got a uh, political intrigue movie over there. Then you've got a, a superhero team of movie over here. Um, 
I, I'm fine with these different series having different tones sure. and yep. getting different things out of those. Um, so I, it was pretty much what I expected it to mm-hmm. be. Um, but like you said, like there's, while I enjoyed the series, like, man, Invincible was so good that like, and it was so different and I'd never seen it adapted before and just loving the the voice cast and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was a, it was kind of something new, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and even though this is like characters that I know and love from the MCU, um, like I kind of had an idea of where things were going and it was mostly correct. Mm-hmm. I will say that it was, it was exciting to see new characters like John Walk, uh, Walker, who is the supposed to be the new captain America yeah. in the MCU and seeing some of the, the fallout of that. Um, I thought that was interesting. Um, every time one of these Disney plus like Marvel shows comes up, there's some fervor kicked up over, Oh, you know, they're going to bring back Tony Stark and WandaVision. I heard he's, si- he's signed yeah. on to do it. We're going to see his cameo. <laughs> Didn't happen. And then the same thing with Chris Evans reprising his role as old man Steve Rogers mm. also didn't happen. Like, you don't necessarily need that stuff. I don't pay attention to rumors like yeah, that totally. anymore. I'm just like, this. I'll, I'll know in a few weeks as to how this will play out. I'm, I'm not going to keep my expectations high on cameos. Yeah. Because that's not necessarily the story they're telling, you know? Um, one of the things that I was surprised by is that um, they adapted part of a series called truth red white and black and uh it tells a story of the original um, oh, captain america that was cool. which was yeah an african-american um soldier who was experimented on they didn't really like get into any like flashbacks to where we see him in mm-hmm. costume or anything but uh, we do see carl lumley who was fucking incredible mm-hmm. like i love him so much he, he was the voice of martian manhunter on the justice league uh, animated cool. series and he was in like Supergirl as Martian Manhunter as like dad as well but like I just love seeing him anywhere and I thought he was so great in this series like you could tell that his character was like worn down by being tortured and imprisoned mm-hmm. and experimented on and everything um, it's just like an incredible portrayal and then at the end of the series again spoilers where Sam Wilson walks him through the uh, museum of like Captain America and oh, there's a, a yeah that was cool a statue of Isaiah Bradley now it's fucking incredible um, and his uh, nephew or maybe grandson in in the series um, man I can't think of his his first name but uh, he is going to be like in the comics anyway he becomes Patriot which oh, is okay. uh, the leader of the Young Avengers and then um, he's in on that team with like wanda and visions kids Mm -hmm. and uh kate bishop who's going to be in the hawkeye series is is part of the team as well so it really feels like they're building up a young avengers series or or movie or something like that yeah so it's seeing all these building blocks being put together Mm -hmm. is is pretty pretty rad yeah um the way you described this show partially was like a, a a movie in six parts and one of the reviews i'd read about this that he wasn't a huge fan of this either it was specifically about binge watching it versus binge watching or not binge watching wandavision and uh mm-hmm. wandavision for me was like the first show in a long time that i watched week to week that i actually liked that format and i didn't get to binge it mm-hmm. and this one i felt the complete opposite i kept wanting just to finish it and uh this review that i saw he was basically like yeah wandavision had to be that way almost because of the tv show format within the show which is really cool Mm -hmm. to watch that week to week but this one felt like 
just one large story that happened to be chopped up. And I felt personally that I would have rather have just binged it. I think it would have sat better with me um, for the type okay. of story it was. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, basically just because it, it not as much happens. It all feels like one overarching story. And mm-hmm. I feel like that would have been better as like a just a, like I'm totally down with like all of the what they're going with Bucky and with um, Falcon and stuff. But I could have maybe even used this more as just a, a, a regular movie than a TV show. Like um, yeah. this like Zemo, like a lot of stories just didn't pan out, just didn't do much for me. Like I would have loved to have seen Zemo do more than he really does. And he kind of just bows out. Eventually, they just give him to the Dora Malage. And he just Steven, he dances in the club. <laughs> what more there was do you I, need or what? Um, yeah, I, I could have used some some young black cap would have been cool to see like mm-hmm. some footage of that or whatever, you know. Um, but there were obviously aspects of it that were really cool as well. So there were there were definitely things that I liked. Um, and I, I know only parts of things like uh, John Walker and becoming like U.S. agent and stuff. When that happened, and I was like, oh, I, mm-hmm. I've heard of that. Like you've talked about that before or our old friends had or whatever that I was like, I knew that was yep. like a character or something like that. So I was like, Oh, that's cool to see how they'll go. And then when you told me about, you know, potentially like they might make like a young Avengers with these characters and it makes total sense if they're doing the Hawkeye show with Kate Bishop and stuff, like maybe that's where they're going. Mm-hmm. And they've done that with like bringing back Rambo and WandaVision. And it's like, we had seen her as a little girl and, uh, Captain Marvel and then, oh, I didn't even know she was going to come back. And so it's like maybe they're planting the seeds. So that sounds like cool. Like maybe this looking back, I'll be like, oh, this is the starting point for a lot of those things. And that'd be pretty yeah. neat. But uh, just overall for me, I was like it was it was solid. Um, I had some good commentary on the world today and some of it was a little heavy handed for me. But for the most part, I felt like it, you know, seeing his struggles like a, trying to become a black Captain America was really interesting. And I thought they handled that really well. Um, so for the most part, yeah, I really dug it. It's just, I've kind of forgotten about it over the last few weeks. There's so many other things that have been better to me, you know, that mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, yeah, it was good. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree with your statement about like, um, it working better as like one big mm. story, like six hour story, because I don't think the, the cliffhangers that are on these, like each individual episode necessarily warrants like. Oh boy, I can't wait to like get back to this. It sometimes it just kind of like ends yeah. or whatever, and maybe I'm like forgetting the uh, the exact cliffhanger moments. But um, yeah, I think it's it's uh, a type of story where uh, just watch it all the way through, like you yeah. said. You know, now like, it's all out. I, yeah, I'm, just do it that way. Yeah, I'm I'm glad there is some more like running time to tell this mm-hmm. story than just like an actual movie because there would have been a lot of stuff that was like cut out, and I don't feel like there's a whole lot of like extra fat on this there are like maybe a few things here and there but um i really liked a lot of the action sequences that were in this like you could tell they spent a lot oh, of like yeah. extra time way more time than you'd see on just a regular like um network tv series or something like that you like know agents of shield i never watched but i imagine mm-hmm. their fights don't look like the fights in wandavision and and this one uh like these no. these look like the movies like straight up exactly and uh, and it's really exciting mm-hmm. that way for sure that's that's a really cool moment for tv they're doing that man that the opening like of the first episode where sam is in the helicopter and he has to like go after these people in the uh the like flight suits or whatever oh, yeah. and he's like whipping around that canyon and whatnot but th- that was like so much fun to watch yeah. um but yeah i love that and i also love the uh the the scenes with bucky and his therapist oh yeah and she's just like really like giving him shit for like not doing the work mm. or like i don't know just 
he he could do better you know if he really tried and applied himself you know his character growth and and sam's was really cool um mm. uh one of the things i had seen we were talking about like if they would change things or leave things out or whatever like the running time and stuff is the whole organization i forgot what they called it the one people one world or whatever um flag smashers oh, uh, the flag smash yeah they were like once once that story played out they were like you you really could have just taken that all out and it just been a story more about john walker being the new captain america and and then sam like struggling with that and everything and i'm mm -hmm. like towards the end of the thing like it really didn't matter a whole lot like i thought that was going to be like a big plot point but it was like any kind of villain in marvel movies where they kind of were just there and then they're gone they kept thinking yeah. like they're going to make this movement afterwards but it doesn't do anything in the end and she just she dies right and the, like there's like a few of them get captured and stuff she right. does yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like at the end i was like oh okay like it's fine and it, it worked but um some of the other things were so much more compelling to me i would rather have spent time on those or just shortened it for me personally but um mm -hmm. but it did lead to some some cool fights and stuff like i like the idea of them injecting normal people with it and they don't even look super strong anymore they're just they've like perfected that part of it i was like that's a cool twist mm -hmm. you know you wouldn't even know who's who's super human and stuff but um some of the aspects were cool and and some i, I could leave yeah yeah well like i said there's a lot of stuff that happened in this series where i was like oh i bet they're going in this direction and they they kind of did um, i think for john walker's character who be eventually becomes u.s agent i kind of expected him to be like more just straight up like mean and evil oh yeah but he he somewhat is redeemed at the end like he he he's not like a full-on like bad guy mm -hmm. in this like he he loses his cool uh, a couple of times but and like he definitely murders that oh, guy yeah. but it's brutal but at the end it's not like he's like going to prison or you know he, he doesn't have to be killed or whatever yeah. like he he just like uh gets taken in by a, a surprise appearance character of uh uh well she's got like several thousand names but uh julia louis dreyfus's character oh yeah in this a, a lot of people were like oh there's gonna be a surprise character that shows up and everyone's like obviously mephisto uh, is is the top of everyone's list for some reason and then they're like oh it's gonna be the x-men it's like good <laughs> think they're gonna introduce the x-men not with this one <laughs> for no. what reason yeah um but uh she's like uh in the comics she was a uh um a love interest of nick fury hmm. uh so it's like a maybe a competing spy organization okay. i'm not quite sure where they're going with with her character yeah. in this, but i guess she's gonna be like a recurring character well which is are they doing more of cool these for me i like it uh, I don't know. I don't know like where she might yeah. show up next because, you know, kind of like Nick Fury, he can just show up in whatever series going forward, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't know. They haven't really mentioned anything about like a season two mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, but if they do, I imagine they'd have to change the name of the show because again, I had a feeling I knew where they were oh, going yeah, yeah. with this, this series and, and they certainly did. Did you know that there was going to be a new Captain America by the end of this series? Yeah, I imagined and I imagined how it would play out pretty much um yeah. and i'd seen something some look of that costume like either from i don't know if that's like a comic book look or i just mm -hmm. seen something about it um so even the, the way he looked like when he gets the that's like one of the cliffhangers i think at the end of the show is he gets that costume from the uh the door of melage i guess um yeah like deliver it to him and they don't show it and i was like oh he's it's captain america it's like his falcon captain america suit we're gonna see it next episode and then sure enough we did you know mm -hmm. um but i thought it looked yeah. pretty rad i liked it overall um and i liked that he became 
I like that last fight and stuff, the last episode, the way he uses that shield while he's flying and fighting and stuff. It's like he really got yeah. it. And you see him training and stuff, mm-hmm. but like you don't see him flying and training. And like the inventiveness of some of the stuff he does, I was like, God damn, this is a cool new Captain America. It'd be fun yeah. to watch him take over that mantle more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got that red, white, and blue on the wings and yeah, everything. Yeah. So that's cool. I will say, like, I've never been a fan of this Captain America design oh, yeah. because it, it drives me nuts that like I'm total I'm one hundred percent fine with Sam Wilson taking over the mantle. What bothers me is it's so pointed at like, hey, look, who's Captain America now? The Falcon, because he's got like the mm-hmm. same like cowl on. That's what it was in the comics anyway. He he had that general like visual uh, aesthetic for his like his yeah. head or whatever. And I'm like, well, couldn't you just like give him a helmet like the rest of the Captain Americas? <laughs> like, yeah, it seems like he needs that to be protected, right? That's where his uh, his brain's guts are. Mm-hmm. That's it's a like, good idea. Right there in that skull, you That's know. True. If he's gonna be like traveling face first through the air maybe let him have a helmet mm-hmm. as well you know yeah i mean you you're not you're not saying anything that isn't true this is yeah. true i the, i tell no lie gi um you know? speaking of helmets and other captain america looks um this mm-hmm. picture was the first thing that i saw from this show with the new captain america with with john walker as captain america mm-hmm and it's like him it's just him like <laughs> the smiling it's the end of the first episode yeah. i think it's like when they announce yeah. him, and it's like it looks like in front of a government building and brent i shit you not the first time i saw this i saw it on twitter i believe and i like a lot of political stuff and i 100 percent thought that he was someone that dressed up for the january 6th insurrection as captain america because <laughs> it looks like he looks kind of nerdy in it to me like yeah a little bit i i love uh, i can't remember his name right now uh who plays him um wyatt russell yeah i i love that dude uh and a lot of other movies he plays in and this one to me he was he was good but after i after i saw that in real life and thought that's what it was and then he showed up in the episode and i was like oh my god that was real like it really threw me <laughs> off and it was just a weird <laughs> circumstance for me personally, you know? Uh, but yeah. from then on, I was like, he looks so dorky as like in that helmet and that character to me. Like I just really couldn't get behind it. Um, I like mm-hmm. that costume is different. And it's, it's kind of cool looking just to see like the, the different way they did it. But um, I'm more excited to see him as whatever he dresses up as the U S agent to see a different mm-hmm. look for him. Because once I saw that and I just thought he was some, nerdy cosplayer uh it really kind of threw me mm. off from then on it's it's something about the ears like poking it's out weird, like the, right? the back of the helmet like jut his ears forward yes. or whatever and it looks weird so um i think on uh, chris yeah. evans cap uniform he had like something covering the ears yeah it's like i'm like what I, it's like a, i never even noticed his ears before uh mm-hmm. as that but on this one it's like right there and i never noticed that uh i can't russell um all I can think is Kurt, his dad. Wyatt, Wyatt Russell. Yeah. Um, yeah. All, uh, I, I was like, I've never noticed his ears in any other movie he's been in, and I've seen him multiple times. Like, what is it about this? <laughs> yeah. It's like the, it's like the helmet like pushes him forward, like you said. So yeah. weird. I got to look at this now. I maybe he does. No, Chris Evans has his ears out. In some of these pictures, at least some of these. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, maybe he just has like a flatter ear profile. It's potential. Yeah, that that might be. Yeah, maybe it's the like the lens they use. They like slim his ears a little bit. You know, it's Chris Evans. You got to make that guy look good. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I I did like the going into this. I thought it was going to be a little closer to what what I thought in tone to 
Winter Soldier, the movie. Um, oh, right? sure. And it yeah. was, but that was such more of a like political thriller. And this one has like the flag smashers and stuff, but it's more of like on a, a lot more stuff on a personal level with Sam dealing with this stuff. And that was, that was cool and everything, but it just went in like a slightly different way. I just didn't know where they were going to go and just didn't quite mm-hmm. scratch the itch for me or whatever. Um, but I, that said, I do like once it all played out and I understood what they were doing with it. I was like, Oh, this is cool. This is cool. Cause I, at the end of Endgame when he gets the shield and Bucky doesn't and Bucky's like in support of it. And he's like, you're the new captain America. I thought this was going to be more about like Sam wants to be captain America and they won't let him. But in the movie and the mm-hmm. show, he's like, no, I can't be that. And he gives the shield up to like a museum and then they kind of go behind his back and do this other stuff. And he still doesn't really yeah. want to be that. Um, but it, it changed the whole dynamic and it was something I didn't expect. And I liked how Bucky was like, we need to get it back. You never should have done that. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then Sam kind of over the show, realizing he is the best person for this mantle. And and the original cap did choose him. Steve did choose him for a reason and stuff. And then him kind of come into that. Mm-hmm. Um, especially versus the other guy who like fucking loses it and kills a dude and everything it, that ended up playing out really well. So some of it surprised me in a good way. Um, and mm-hmm. I liked that, but, um, but to me, like the flag smasher stuff was then kind of like superfluous to that. I didn't need it. Cause I was like, I'm yeah. so involved in this story. I got enough here and there's a lot of meat mm-hmm. to chew on. But, um, but overall, like I'd say, like I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to Captain America four or whatever comes next with these characters and stuff. And um, mm-hmm. and all the different, you know, then this next phase from Marvel, like how that'll fit in and what they'll do with like new Avengers or whatever. It's going to be exciting to see how it comes about. And uh, it was top quality. I just didn't like it. it. Like WandaVision was so revolutionary to me. It was so interesting. And then this one was like, it's a show. Yeah. You know, it's pretty yeah. straight for what it is. And, you know, mm-hmm. so that's that's my overall take on it, I think. <laughs> There's going to be a, like a lot of MCU this year mm. because we've already got these two shows. We've got Loki coming up and then like we've got four movies coming out later That's this crazy. year with Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals and then uh, the new Spider-Man movie, which is a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. But there's a lot of stuff for them to get out the gate, evidently, because one thing leads to another and this character shows up here. So we got to have their first appearance mm. out, That's out the gate at this point. So, um, yeah, it'll be it's gonna be a lot like there was none last year so yeah they really my body is ready <laughs> overloaded it yeah yeah <laughs> kind of pushed yeah. it all together here that's a lot of movies mm-hmm. in particular too um i don't think i'll get burnt out from that though i think that'll that's all exciting all those things like the trailer for shang chi um yeah looked great um didn't mm-hmm. care about that at all until the trailer and i was like oh yeah i'm in for this one so okay. you know <laughs> you got me yeah, yeah. yeah. so i'm excited i watched the trailer that. once you know, I know some people like to watch and rewatch and pick up Easter eggs and stuff. I'm like, I'll watch it once. I don't know. Yeah. Like, again, sold. like the uh, my enthusiasm for anything coming out ever uh, has been drained by COVID. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know. This will probably get pushed back. I don't you're know. Like, I'm, I'm trying not to get. <laughs> you're like a Debbie Downer about it. Yeah, like, India is looking pretty bad right now. Could sweep back over mm-hmm. the world. We might close down theaters again. So I'm not looking. We yeah. don't know. <laughs> Look, I'm Indian. Yes. You know, maybe it just teleports back to my DNA. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Bill Gates did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. So, anything else for you or with Falcon and the Winter Soldier? No, I think we're I think we're right good. On man. Well, I did mm-hmm. enjoy it. I feel like I I crapped on it more than I meant to. Uh, hopefully, I kind of redeemed it at the end though. That I was like, it was fun. It just wasn't as fun as some other stuff I've seen recently. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a yep. fair assessment. Right. 
Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, um, let me get back to my script and I'll say some things. So if okay. you would like to rate and review us on your favorite podcast app, we'd certainly like for you to do that. Uh, five stars is always appreciated. No other stars are ever appreciated. Please. Please. And um, you can contact us uh, in the show notes of the written language in front of you on your screen. If you look at your phone while you're listening to this podcast, uh, there are show notes down there with all the info. You can contact us if you would like to. Uh, we never check anything, mm-hmm. but feel free to. And I had a lot of fun with this one. I I, uh, I was stopped myself for a second because I, I got mixed up on what we were doing next week. Next week is the fantasy draft. Yes, the villain fantasy Excellent. draft. So I'm really looking forward to that one. Uh, this episode yes. was a little rocky just because we didn't have a lot to specifically talk about for a while, but I feel like we got our, our berries there for a little bit. But next week should be a lot of fun mm-hmm. because anytime we do those fantasy drafts, that's always a blast. So I'm really looking totally. forward to that. So uh, anything else for you today, Brent? Uh, no. Again, go check out that episode of The Terror Table that also came out today. Yeah. Stephen and I are on there. We talked to Mitch. We have a blast. We make so many terrible jokes uh and if you think limp biscuit does not come into play in any way shape or form you're out of your goddamn right, mind man. yeah it'll yeah. be really fun i'm uh mitch said he's been editing the fuck out of it adding a bunch of stuff in so i'm really <laughs> excited to hear what's what he's done and he said he edited some Same. of our bad jokes out which i'm really excited about we don't do that so yeah that sounds yeah, great we we just leave yeah. it all in you know just see what works and most of it doesn't he mentioned something so. that i had completely forgotten we had talked about and i, I won't mention it now because it's not in there anymore but he'd mentioned it and i was like oh I don't remember that, but I would have totally left that in on our show. So whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> jokes are yeah, jokes, you know. It is. That's um, fine. All right. Well, uh, until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And let's talk later. That was an Omni Man punch to the mic. <gasps> mm-hmm. You should check after that, man. He can beat his son to a pulp. I'm going to hold this mic in front of a train and see what happens. Ah, you know? it just, that was really just, terrifying. It just turns me into pink mist immediately. <laughs> give it give it three months now because you're going to die yeah. soon. Maybe that's the way you go. <laughs> train pink mist, Brent. It, train's not even moving. I just like walk on the tracks and like stare it down. And I'm just like, no, I can't. This is too scary. <laughs> so you evaporate into mist because you're just so scared yeah yeah oh wow i like that yeah what a superpower yeah <laughs> i can only use it once he's an ultra coward it turns out <laughs> oh yeah it's like somebody threw hamburger meat into a wood chipper oh yeah mm-hmm. that's quite yep. a sign <laughs> it's like blowing a dandelion full of meat yeah oh my god yes. dandelion full of meat yeah Oh my god. Is that a new is, song? Is that a show title? <laughs> I know where that that would take you. Damn, yeah, that's good. It. Yeah. Yeah, fuck it. Daniel right, Ryan cool. full of meat. Hey, yeah, there we go. Right. There we go. Yeah, because yeah, nothing else sounded good the whole time, but there you go. Record. Oh yeah. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. We are now recording. And in the recording segment of our show, oh. which is the entirety of it. Oh. But well, back, that, to, back to you. You put it that way, I guess. Yeah, kind of is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Brent. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and stop. <laughs> you cutting out now? <laughs> I, I'm done. <laughs> Brent, before the show, I, I had to stop you and make us record oh. because uh, we were talking about the this really impressive like kind of hair antenna you have going off your head. Um, yeah, which is this is, this is the burden of having hair. You wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. This is this is it. Like sometimes you wake up with bed head and it just refuses, no matter how much uh, mild effort you put into fixing it. 
you know yeah. even though we're we're not here in person you know i'm here in like dirty ass clothes i haven't showered this morning mm-hmm. i still like to like brush my teeth in the morning sure um because i'm gonna be yelling into this yeti mic for a while i know it's gonna mm-hmm. the bad breath is gonna like bounce back at me at some point <laughs> Um, gross but also i like to uh to get my hair to look somewhat manageable uh for you but this this one little like devil horn refuses to go away it's like a little uh, cricket leg sticking up out oh, of my I head like that but uh yeah I, that's that's the life i'm living right now have you checked is it is it a cricket um let me see uh let me uh hey uh what's the deal <laughs> with airline food no, I didn't make cricket noise. Okay. No, I don't know like, then. Yeah, there's just natural cricket noises, but not like from my hair. So it's a different thing. <laughs> different thing. Well, uh, mm-hmm. when I saw that, I thought it was really kind of cool because I don't have hair. And, um, you know, so it's it's like I don't wake up with bad head. That's part of the reasons, though, right? Like I like, yeah. I kind of, there's aspects of going bald that I kind of like. I was shaving my head mm-hmm. anyway. I was wearing hats all the time because I was like, I never want to do my hair. I would never yeah. have done my hair for this, by the way. I don't think ever mm-hmm. I would look like a fool every time we woke up then <laughs> on Sunday mornings to record this. <laughs> but seeing that like on you smashed, smashed mm-hmm. bangs, like jutting oh. both up and down, you know, it, it has like this weird, like part in the, the front of your yeah. head. You've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> Pictures maybe yeah. long ago. Sure. Do you remember me with hair? We met when I had I, some hair, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I remember hair. that. Um, it was, it was bizarre because now you've got a nice oh, frothy yeah. beard, but back mm-hmm. in the day you had no facial hair totally. at all and all the hair was on your scalp. So it's really like bizarre. taking a turn. I think we've mentioned before that your hair, like much oh. <laughs> like when you retreated to Texas, your hairline moved South as well. Indeed. That makes sense. Um, well mm. I can't, I mean, I do have a, a sporadic ones I could probably do this with, but, uh, seeing mm. your majestic quaff, uh, up there with it all sticking out we were talking about putting foil in there and, and making it real mm-hmm. antenna uh but I, it made me wonder have you ever would you ever get those frosted tips steven let me tell you take a knee everyone let me uh let let, let papa papa b <laughs> tell you about a story so back in the uh well uh when i was in high school so uh 1800s you know mm. gunfighter walked in uh, through town <laughs> he was like hey is everyone here white? Oh, there's a brown one. Bang, bang. I'm dead, right? Uh, Smash cut sad. to the late 90s, early 2000s of, you know, this uh, life. <coughs> anyway, it was all going well. Uh, so that was the thing is uh, frosting your tips uh, when, when I was in high school. Uh, and there were certain points where I would do that. I would uh, just do like the tips of the upper part of my hair and... Mm. Uh, it, it was, it was blonde. Um, oh my God. About as much as I could say. I love it. Um, but I will say this. Uh, so I used to like fan up the front of my hair uh-huh. only like the rest of it would like stay down the front of it would be fanned up. That um, was a look. That was a look. Yep. And you know, I happened to have some hair bleach left over on like a Friday night. Dude, I was partying hard, uh, in high school. So I was like, I you know what, let me, uh, yeah, let me, uh, not even that. That's too hard for me. Oh wow. You know? Yeah, I had half a Zima. Oh my god, I would never even think of it. <laughs> Have it just a Z? No, I don't think so. So um, I I took the remnants of whatever was left over in this mm. bleach packet or whatever, and I took it and I and I ran and I left it on the the front little like fin of my hair, and I you know followed the instructions and everything. <clears throat> Excuse me. I followed the instructions and left it on there as long as I needed to, da 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 
and I rinsed it out, and instead of turning my hair blonde, it turned it like uh, a copper color. Yeah, I've so heard I was of that. walking around looking like a Duracell battery oh, man. for a, a little while. And I believe that's around the time we had our senior like class trip, and there are several photos of me with that type of hair. <laughs> And, you know, I didn't start growing facial hair until I think after I'd graduated or whatever. Oh, yeah. So it's me with my little baby face and my copper top. And uh, it's just it's all bad. I think I had corduroy pants on, oh, you know, man. what a look yeah. it was. It was something, man. This is this is this is amazing because you and I both uh, with our wives notoriously don't take pictures with them. Like very few times we, mm-hmm. you know, allow pictures of ourselves to be taken. Well, I've, I've actually. Right? I've actually asked my wedding photos to be redacted on oh, my that's part. Why I of can't it. find them anymore. That's Even right. My yeah, own copies. yeah, yeah. I've I've actually gone back. Mm. Like it was a whole process. You have to like go through the government, and you have to be like, why? And I'm like, well, oh, wow. Here's why. And I show them that class photo, oh, the, the that senior trip photo. The, They're like, wow. oh, I get it. It all stems <laughs> from something very deep. Okay, this makes sense. Well, we'll begin. Um, because yeah, it makes me think. Like, did it start there? Like, are there are there pictures of this look, Brent? You don't have to share them uh, with the world. You can share them with me. Uh, fuck everybody. I'm, else. I'm sure there are, but I don't know like where they would be. Oh. Like, I think I've got some photo albums, but they're all in my attic somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm just like, nah, I'm not. You don't seem like a big photo guy in general. Like, I don't no. see you pouring over a bunch of photos in your floor on a random night making scrapbooks no, yeah it's not brent yeah i keep all my pornography on a hard drive anyway so it's, oh, it's, it makes all, it easier it's all <laughs> yeah it's so much so much easier it's yeah. like streaming it's like i'm not gonna get the dvd or the blu-ray and put it in there i'm not gonna get a picture you know i can just go exactly. online I'm yeah right there. exactly you know man well yeah. i envy the not maybe not the copper tips but mm-hmm. for a while there that was a fucking look man and i i liked it i never did the tips um i did try oh, spiking yeah. my hair but my hair was more like curly and it would oh, like yeah. just be weird, uh, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. So I just avoided it altogether. But um, now, when you say your hair was curly, you're talking about your pubes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's what I I've been talking about this out. entire time. What are you talking about? Oh, I said okay. I'm bald now, okay, naturally, yeah, <laughs> clean shaven, <laughs> smooth. No, it all fell out. I don't know. What oh. <laughs> <laughs> you have crotch alopecia. Yeah. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a look. Oh, a beautiful girl's name. <laughs> the whole thing? Crotch al- alopecia? Is that our secret? Yeah. yeah. Crotch alopecia. You call her Big Al, you know? Oh, man. People will understand. They'll get that's it. A, that's a good, good sounding name. Mm-hmm. Sturdy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fellas, get in here. There's my daughter, Big Al. Oh, Al. Was that short for Allison? Uh, yeah. <laughs> sure. You'll find out. Oh boy! Fantastic. Well, can that be the mm-hmm. sync word? Crotch alopecia. It's kind of hard to say. Crotch alopecia. Crotch alopecia. Mm-hmm. You did it easy, yeah. and then I did it easy back. But I was just mimicking your your sounds. I'm not actually a person. You know dolphin. That's. I mean, that's all you got to do. Yep. Anyway, there you, you know, go. That you just got to repeat words back at other people. It's fine. <laughs> it, it helps, quote unquote, prove that you're listening. Man, that's a really smart tip. Yeah, that, that's just the tip. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. as always. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, you ready to sync up? Sure. Crotch alopecia <laughs> on three. <laughs> what a weird way to get there, you know? Oh, absolutely. But I love it. Long way to go and a weird way to get there. 
you know, mm-hmm. like Smokey and the Bandit's head. You know, uh, real quick before yeah, we sing, please. Uh, I when I was going back and making that air check tape for that uh, mm. that radio job I wanted. Uh, spoilers, didn't get it. Uh, oh, well, that's all right. I knew I w- I knew it wasn't gonna happen, but like it was a long shot. But I was like, you know what? I gotta shoot that shot. Absolutely, you know? man. Yeah, I'm glad you did. Ah, ski, 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 ski. Anyway, so uh, when I was going back through that, I had noticed that we used to like come prepared with a sync word. Mm. Like when we started recording. Oh, really? Is that in the beginning? Yeah. Man, I forget. Yeah, exactly. And wow. it seems like, like I remember doing that, like maybe like way back in the day, mm-hmm. but this was like mid year last year or something Crazy. like that. Where we were just like, oh, let's just talk for a while. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. And this, it's like so much better. It's way better. Because <laughs> it's, uh, one, it's content for the show. Obviously no one listens to it, but yeah. still. It's great though. Uh, how else would we come up with a word like crotch alopecia? I mean, to sink, you know, you can't walk in with that. You can't walk in with you it. You got to sit down. You got to do the work. You got to get there yourself. That's right, man. I feel proud of us. Actually, there's going to be a pants check. You got crotch <laughs> alopecia. Pull it out. You can't come in. Wow. I didn't, right. I didn't know we were being so, you know, exclusive. Well, yeah, you got to be thorough. Of course. Thorough. Mm. Mm-hmm. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> nope. All right. I still see a pew. Not in. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's think with crotch alopecia on three. One, two, three. Crotch, crotch alopecia. alopecia. Mm. Oh, man. You really. Some of those sound effects just really getting. <laughs> give me a visual, don't they? Oh, not again. Mm-hmm. You get that little head trimmers out there, you know? L P A S 